From the grave. <laughs> that's, uh, that's this is actually going to be really weird timing because it's actually going to come out around Halloween. <laughs> oh, oh my yeah. God! Goodness, um, what guys, a you, you happy coincidence. It is, that is um, great. Yeah, I, I don't know if you, uh, our listeners, won't even know this probably unless they follow your Twitter feed very carefully. But Andy got bitten by a ghost this week, yeah. so now he's becoming a ghost. So I think that's how it, it was. Rabid too. It's yeah, rabid ghost could have rabies. Yeah, how it works. I had yeah. to get a ghost rabies shot. They don't shed those diseases. So I guess it's not that much of a coincidence because ghosts are more prevalent around this time of year. They do. Yeah. Yeah. So where do they go the rest of the year? I don't know. Like you know, this chain factory, laun- the laundromat, the rattling yeah, well, yeah. chain factory. It's, it's like Burning Man. They're spending the downtime just prepping. For prepping the for the. It's like uh, the Santa Claus thing. Your whole year is yeah. getting ready for that one night. Kickstarters to put more sheets together and yeah. Hey, that I, that voice talking. Who are you? My name's Andy Wood. All right. What's your name? I'm Jesse Case. And how about this guy? I'm Matt Kirshen. <laughs> well, it's glad, glad to meet you guys. It's nice to meet you as well. And we're joined by. We've got a return guest. Long time coming. We've been trying to set this up for a while and being very bad about it. Uh, but uh, Australia's finest, Mr. Will Anderson. Thanks very much. I'm I'm much like ghosts and Santa. I you know the rest of the year I'm not really available. Right. I think I can do about once a year. I've got a lot of other stuff. And we going like on. it. And you know we left, yeah. we leave like cookies and milk out for you. Or yeah, you, I appreciate that. You book really far ahead. This was three years. We didn't even have the podcast yet. Yeah. Right. So we'll have one one day. Well, yeah. it's like it's like if you want to get your kid into an exclusive school. Right. You need to get on the waiting list before, yeah. just just in case. You know it's going to happen eventually, so yeah. why not just sign up? You well, the weird thing was, yeah. you guys don't really know this, but I mean, I, I guess I can probably say it now because no one can do anything about it, but I've actually traveled here from the future. No. no. And yeah, they, I had one shot. Uh, they just said, basically, you can have one ride backwards and like, what what is it that you can do? And, the, you know, the, yeah. this, this is the yeah. classic conundrum, isn't it? Like, you know, would you, you kill, kill Hitler? Hitler uh, yeah. right? you sure. know, and it's always Hitler, yeah. I, I can't because... No yeah, one gives I, a fuck about World War One, Right. <laughs> or like, you know, or, or Pol Pot or whoever, but would you yeah. kill those people? No, I wouldn't because, it, I'm like, you've given me time travel, but I don't suddenly have, like, ninja skills or, like, I can't suddenly That's a good point. kill yeah. Hitler. Like, sure. I don't have the skills to get near him. He's like a like a general in a war. Like, I'm not going to be able to just be like, hey! Yeah. And then, like, you got to go childhood Hitler. You probably stand in one of Hitler's right. audiences okay, and just go... See, this is, this is when things get complicated because yep. can I really kill a kid? Like, I could kill a kid. Like, physically, I yeah, could yeah, definitely yeah. kill a kid. Oh, I we know. We know all too well. Well, <laughs> I could definitely. That's why I haven't been on the podcast for a few years. Yeah, but um, is that why you're always looking at your hands and there's like because <laughs> there is no blood there. Like you keep washing them, but there yeah. is no blood. So no, but like, yeah, but you, I, how do I kill a kid Hitler because he hasn't done any of the bad that's stuff a good yet? Point. Right? right. So my point you're is, you're a bad dude if you, do, yeah, right. Yeah. And I can't come back and be like, you know, suddenly win the hundred meters at the Olympics or whatever because no matter how much I train or whatever, that doesn't help out, right? Could you well, join the Beatles? Could you kill no. George Harrison? Have some songs? I can't. I can't play the the musical instruments and stuff. Like okay. it doesn't suddenly give me those skills. But here's what I can do. Okay, I can podcast. <laughs> so oh, yeah, I've sure. used it to go back and capitalize. Does that mean on the great podcasting boom? You're an excellent podcaster. <laughs> right. 
I host of your own TOEFOP. Right. Yeah, exactly. I've gone backwards in time to capitalize on something that's about to cash in, guys. Oh, that's just, well, yeah. well, I was initially excited about the fact that you used your time travel to come back to this mm. specific podcast, but that probably means this podcast in another timeline went so badly uh-huh. that scientists had to build a time machine specifically to send you back and save this time. This is this worse. podcast from being awful. We wind up, it's worse than the Holocaust, what right. happens because right. of this so podcast. That's why yes. You don't want to tell us that. This is blowing. I just saw X Men: Days of Future Past yesterday, so like this stuff spinning in my head. About, oh, I quite like that. Yeah, it's a good movie. Um, here's a- oh, by the way, a quick time travel thing. Um, my uh, today's a special day for me because my little brother Dan and his wife Ashley had their first baby, Charlie Wood. So happy birthday, Charlie! If in the future there is still podcasting archives at an age when you're able to listen to podcasts and we haven't experienced some sort of Terminator style uh, cataclysmic event that wipes away all digital records of our civilization. So Charlie Wood. Uh, glad to have you as a nephew. Um, yes, so happy birthday. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Happy Grandma, birthday. I'm going to miss you. Um, <laughs> um, that was Saturday. <laughs> Grandma bit the dust. Um, That's true. Jesse's not just... Uh, no, no, <laughs> Grandma, Grandma died. Grandma died. But no, Andy, good birth story. Good one birth in, story is a good story. One yeah. in, one out. It's uh, one in, one out. It's a circle of life. It's, 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 we, we didn't, we, we're carbon free on the Proudly Science Podcast. We, proudly. <laughs> yeah. Proudly three years. So, did you travel back in time uh, Terminator style? You can't go back to the future now? Yeah, I can't go back to the future now. Uh, uh, okay, so yeah, you're yeah. stuck here. I'm yeah. stuck here. Unless you it. reassemble the machine. From, uh, well, again, from, I don't have the skills for that either. Did you I, have, I, I have no, I'm in the future, I'm not a person who uh, I, I won it it was like a it was okay a, yeah it was a lottery thing did you it have to do like, it naked terminator style you come back naked curled up in a ball for some reason well no, they, to. they told me afterwards i didn't have to <laughs> okay. sure. you just started taking your clothes off it's, it's the joke they do yeah. right there's, um uh, it, there's a, a comedian from uh, the uk uh, called uh, jason cook who you would know yes right uh, uh jason cook uh he's scared of heights and we were in new zealand and they have this sky tower in the middle of town that you can kind of bungee off but it's not real bungee it's kind I thought of like, you meant like he married a dwarf right like, also that yeah yeah, yeah yeah but that's a whole different story for a sure. different podcast absolutely yeah, so you kind of fall off this uh, giant tower on this uh, cord that goes down to the ground and so he was doing this little documentary thing trying to overcome his fears mm-hmm. so he went and did it so they did the first one and he dived off and he kind of you know dealt with it so yeah. the second one just as he's about to dive off they say do it backwards because it's more scary to like fall off something where you can't like look backwards so he's going to fall backwards and just as he's like they've counted him down like three two one and he's falling backwards past the point of no return past the point of no return the two dudes or holding the rope just go no no <laughs> and just the look of fear on this poor dude's fucking face oh right uh, right so I imagine that's the time did they know of them telling you oh no you have to be naked <laughs> you don't have to be naked did they right. know at the time when he was doing that that he was doing it to get over a crippling fear of heights because oh yeah. if, if they did someone who was like ah uh, kind of oh, a bit nervous then that's one thing but if it's actually I'm overcoming a phobia I, I think it's one of those things, though, those guys, if you've ever, like, skydived or done any of that sort of stuff, oh, yeah. they have those really macabre, like, it's always, like, macabre jokes on the way up to those sort of things. Yeah. I think it's just one of those well, jobs. Well, I feel like a notorious amount of assholes get involved, and I'm speaking, you know, speaking for, these These comments don't reflect the opinions of the show or its affiliates, but I, uh, <laughs> I, I feel like a notorious amount of assholes get involved in the thrills and chills industry uh-huh. like work sure work for big, big thrills yeah. and chills big big thrills and chills yeah obviously yeah, a, a, a big lobby yeah. group yeah. um uh, big thrill yeah. um, 
but they get also another thing I've noticed, and this relates to Halloween. And again, this could be based on nothing. I want to see a study. A lot of scientists listen to the show. I feel like if you're below a certain weight, super thin, or mm-hmm. above a certain weight, super fat, okay. you believe in ghosts. I think it goes. It's both ways. Uh-huh. Is that I think so they can pair up in funny looking comedy teams to go like look in tombs. No, no, no. I feel like <laughs> that is good. No, but I feel like exploring I feel like average weight generally does not believe in ghosts. I I have I have only studied this once recently uh-huh. uh, by accident because I almost got in a bar brawl the other day with former guest on the show Brent Schmidt. Okay, uh, we were at Bar One, favorite bar of the show That's here. Not a bar. sponsor, but good bar up the street and. Um, uh, my buddy that works there, Vinny, w- his band was recording his album during the day, right? Uh, just inside, they shut down the bar, and he, his band used it to record there because he thought it'd be cool to record in a bar. And uh, then someone there was saying, oh, I wouldn't come in here during the day. It's haunted. And I started laughing because it's a grown-up. You have to be 21 and over to be in a bar. So I assume no one believes in ghosts because yep. it's, it's already in you're, – you're an adult. You have to be an adult. Um, so I started laughing, and uh, – she goes, no, you, oh, you don't believe in ghosts? And uh, this is a very, very thin person. Sure. It's the first thing I noticed. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> she goes, oh, you don't believe in ghosts? And I was like, no, I'd like to use reality, you yeah. know. And then uh, a very, very fat person sitting next to me goes, you've never worked night shift. <laughs> um, and, and, and I was like, it was like one of these moments where everyone in the bar just fucking believed in ghosts. And they turned on me. Now, this is not me trying to like have a go at any of the listeners who me. might be super thin or super fat. But could it be like people who are closer to death? Here's what I mean, like this. No, I thought about statistically kind of going through. Here's what I'm thinking. People always, oh, I just felt a chill. It goes past through my body. That's (laughs) diabetes. Right. Like you're, you're like. You know, or you don't have is enough that a fat symptom in your body of diabetes, form. maybe. Right, right. right. Seeing apparitions. There's a tingle in my left toe. Right. It's a ghost. Yeah, no. <laughs> or, like, or, or like super thin, like you're becoming anemic. You're, you're, right. But, um, it, you know, it's, ooh, it's Halloween weird. episode. I hated it. I just spent some time with a friend of mine who I didn't realize was a believer in those sorts of things. And when it came up, I, I just... Uh, Isn't it shocking? But I don't want to be a dick, so I went along with it. And I, and I started to realize, like, this is sort of the same boat... I find myself in with with religion, like it's, uh, and then I'm like, I guess I owe him the same respect that I give to someone who's really religious. And I'm like, wait, do I? Then I'm like, those are, those two. No, no, I, 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 th- I think you owe him the same respect you owe to someone who's really religious. I, you know I think your sentence was absolutely no, correct. I, <laughs> I just feel like you're looking at it the wrong way. I, around. I, I, I don't. See, that's the thing. I'm I've not had sure this argument recently. I'm not uh, sure. I recently had a, a date. With a girl, um, and go very poorly because um, right away I have a very weird system of deal breakers that I don't think are weird. I think they're totally normal, right? But they're unfortunately very common. Uh So about ten minutes in, she uses adverbs. Not interested. (laughs) Not into it. Uh Um, Get to the point. (laughs) um, About ten minutes in, she uh, brings up. What my what's your sign? And I'm done. Yeah. I'm just done. Okay. Yeah, give me my give me my fucking no, no. check. I'm out. Yeah. And um, but not in a funny way. In an actual way. In like an actual the, way. Yeah, because they like. Because I, I mean, if I, I would give someone a fu- like, you know, oh, you a, a funny, funny pass. pass at like that sort of thing. Like, 
but she says, uh, she goes, oh, you don't believe in astrology? And I said, not, not at no, all. No. no. And, uh, and then she says, oh, that's because you're a Taurus. And then I, and then I say, yeah. don't say this on a date. I say, uh-huh. fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh-huh. um, <laughs> she goes, typical Taurus. Typical. Always yeah. telling people to fuck off. <laughs> right. Um, but <laughs> that's, she, like, that's like a joke that I've heard a hundred people right. do. Like, uh, yeah, like most Capricorns, I don't believe in astrology. Right. Uh, yeah. Just right. like, that's a, it's like, it's a very annoying joke. She actually, I, 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 uh, and she goes, well, would you, what if I was religious? Would you show me the same? Which I think is a valid argument. Yeah. She's like, if I said I was Christian, or, or but that's also or her something. admitting she finds those two things equally right. without merit. Well, that's sort of the deal. <laughs> and then I was also, with merit. She and, might. And then, <laughs> yeah. but then I think like no, because astrology is and ghosts are definitively disproven. You're ignoring uh, information. I mean, they, you can't really disprove them any more than you can disprove any other. Uh, you can disprove. Based. You can disprove astrology based on. Oh, astrology, you can. Yeah. Right, but it is interesting that we're even drawing lines in things that we all know aren't true. Yes. Like that's the weird thing about our our modern age. Like, and again, I'm not a person, and I understood what you said before. I was only really joking about the same amount of respect <laughs> I, because I, I actually. Do try to do that. Like, it's like I, I'm always a f- subscriber to the, the right to swing your fist stops in another person's face. You right. can believe whatever crazy nonsense oh, yeah. you want, yeah. as long as you know you're not getting other people involved in your nonsense. I'm fine with that, right? And there are so many things about the world that remain unexplained until we explain those things, and you explain them however way you want to explain them. I sure. I get all that, but I think it's weird that we will look back and look back at this age that people like someone like an Obama who's running for president who believes in climate change. I think and and, you know, he's probably right. a modern type person, also has to say out loud to people, um, you know, I believe in, like, God. I, right, like, yeah. you know, the Christian God. Probably most people, yeah, yeah, at the very least, like, if there is, like, you know, maybe right. all religions are representative, uh, representative of something in the universe that we can't explain them, but has to go, I believe in this particular set of rules and we all know it's not true well and we, we all as you normal think- people have to go you know what i just have to live in a world where right like i'm just like i know it's not true and it doesn't bother me do you think but obama- it's still crazy that we have to live in a world where do you think obama is actually an atheist and is, course, is bullshitting yes. of course he's <laughs> because an he went to university <laughs> like- of course he's an atheist um i like he might believe in some uh, higher power but he's not in that t- way of does he believe that the bible is true and that the like yeah, that Christian. Re- of course, he doesn't. I don't How think. I don't you? think the president could. How the- can anyone who's read a book till the end? The president knows the Bible. The president knows whether or not there are aliens. There's like, <laughs> like the president has most right. the most proof. There's no God. I don't. <laughs> Right, he's I, the one actually, guy who can be yeah. like, you know what, guys, let's get everyone in a room. There is actually, yeah. um, there is a god. Uh, we caught him in the sixties and had to cover it up. We're still running tests. On it. Twenty <laughs> floors below sea level in yeah. New Mexico. We did an autopsy. Hey. Uh, we, you that's why there's been so much famine you know recently. How we suddenly discovered Viagra. Yeah. Here's the good news. <laughs> I think that's that's another thing that cracks me up about uh, ghosts or or when you meet someone that says. Sometimes you'll meet someone that they know that there's a God. Uh-huh. It's not their faith. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, because sure. they've God has talked to them or yeah, something like that, sure. which I always discard as, as crazy, um, which I possibly shouldn't do. I shouldn't do that. I don't, you know, I, who the fuck knows. But I'm saying that um, it's always interesting to me that it's so arrogant to think that if there was some ethereal plane or proof of an afterlife and ghosts were trying to reach us, you're the point man. You're a Denny's <laughs> right. waiter. Right. right. You're, yeah. you're the like... 
you know, a ghost should talk to the president or like the head of the UN, but it's always just some like shift worker at Walmart. Like, yeah. no, they talk to me. Like, no, they don't, man. You're but not- also the thing <laughs> is that all these things are, I mean, and this is the thing that people don't understand what we don't understand. It's like that idea of coincidence. You know, coincidence, you know, is our brains aren't complex enough to understand the myriad of things that like you know right. process so that we yeah. recognize certain things and patterns and yeah, yeah it's think a selection that it's bias like, you ignore the times when something didn't happen that yes. was right. surprisingly aligning with other things so our brains aren't smart enough to comprehend that so we assign all these you know various things and, and, and I think that's kind of fine in a way because we, we aren't complex enough to understand right. a lot of that stuff yeah. but I feel like we're at a point in our evolution or where we've almost like stopped evolving a little bit because I think that we kind of almost have to have a moratorium. And I know this is never going to happen, but where we could just say, hey, let's just all agree on the shit we know is true so we can move forward. Now, there's all this other shit that we can't prove yet and we don't know what it is. Right. You know, like Dawkins would call it like the God of the Gaps, but he'd use it a different way to me. Yeah. I don't have any problem with the God of the Gaps. If our agreement is, hey, we'll all agree on the shit we can prove. Yeah, right. And, like, because you know, they think the gaps are bigger than the gaps yeah. actually are. Because you know, because you, know, you know, there's a bunch of Christians They're out very there small. who yeah. want to be able to go. Yeah, of course there were fucking dinosaurs. I don't want to have to keep saying there wasn't dinosaurs in the earth this six thousand years. I just want to use God to explain the shit we can't explain. Right. Yeah. Well, that's always been and God's if, purpose. If we all said, okay, let's agree on all this shit, and we can work on that together, and then until we can explain any of this. You can explain it however the fuck you want to explain it. Right. Now, I know that would be, uh, is impossible for us to ever do, but... Well, there's a story... I was just thinking the same thing. Are you thinking yeah. about the, um, the, 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 the Pascal quote? Oh, no. Oh, I was no, talking I about the, oh, the Washington Post yeah, story. Yeah, I was, was going to... Because there are two different stories that I think tie into this, but you go ahead. Oh, really? Yeah, I, was, I think... Uh, uh, Matt, why don't you take this segue? Well, I, I mean, I, that might have seemed like I really knew what was going on, but that's only because I've traveled here from the future. <laughs> no, no, I know. <laughs> This is, this is how I really nailed podcasts. <laughs> well, so, so how many goes round did it take before you got it that clean? Well, I came back with a, a, a big iPod. Oh, okay. And so, like, I've just been listening to it the whole way back. <laughs> the, the fact that you brought up um, having to run for office in America, mm. particularly you have to appeal to constituents and say you're, you, you can't be an atheist president, right. probably not for another 50 years, well, 100 years. I, I don't know whether it's going to be that long, but definitely at the moment they're in a situation where an atheist will vote for someone who at least claims to believe in God, whereas a Christian will not vote for an atheist. Right. So just on that. But did did you guys know? (laughs) What's this, Jesse? Did you guys know that Americans are as likely to believe in Bigfoot as in the Big Bang Theory? The television program? (laughs) Yeah. uh, (laughs) Which I... And and just... I don't believe in it, to be fair. (laughs) Well, so... Uh, according to the Chapman, this Chapman University survey on American fears, okay. which is a comprehensive study of the fears, phobias, and irrational beliefs of the American people, was released this week. And just in time for Halloween. Just mm-hmm. in time. Uh, <laughs> spooky scientists uh, has an interesting section on belief in the paranormal, drawn from a nationally representative sample of uh, 2,500 American adults. It Are fi- we happy with that sample size? It's a, it's a pretty decent sample size, I think. All right. Uh, it finds that people the belief in certain paranormal phenomenon, like influencing the world with physical thought and foretelling the future with dreams, are fairly widespread. On the other hand, few Americans actually believe in astrology, which surprises me. Yeah, and I hate what they learned about the ones that do. But uh... and, and by, <laughs> there's a chart here where they where they in this Washington Post article where they label that 
uh, a sort of bar chart that labels how what percentage of people believed in each thing. It goes up to 65? And they've, 70? they've conveniently color-coded it purple and blue, depending on whether it's true or bullshit. Uh, <laughs> so about... Yeah, about... So, so the highest belief, uh-huh. it goes up to um, over 65% of people... Who be- were surveyed believe this. Believe yes. this. Okay. Who were surveyed believe that you can influence the physical world via positive thought. Is this all Oprah's fault? Ah. A la The Secret. The secret. Yeah. A marginally like smaller amount believe advanced civilizations like Atlantis once existed. And that is marginal. Well, That's 60%. It's over 60%, yeah. Like Atlantis. I mean, advanced civilizations did exist. They yeah. just mean underwater yeah. ones? No, I think, yes. they, I think they mean... I think it's just that idea that more advanced than us. Like that okay, whole sort of okay. like the pyramids were, couldn't uh, have yeah, been right. built by like yeah. someone else. So I, I don't think know if you stayed till after the credits yeah. in X-Men Days of Future Past, yeah. but like the pyramids, Definitely. there might have been more to that, is what I'm saying. Uh, but, they weren't okay. Atlantis. That was also an Aliens versus Predator arc that <laughs> right. they used. I mean, everyone's used, I'm sure, has the, used that. The Predator yeah. built the pyramids. That's what, really? Yeah. That's, that was like one of their weird arcs. Yeah. That's awesome. I um, want to do one where all the people who've built the pyramids, like you do one movie where they're they all, together. you see them working on individual pyramids. The X-Men are here. Round the corner and bump into a predator. Like Paul Bears, they're all carrying one of the giant blocks together. It's the predator next to... They're getting annoyed at their different handiwork. Like different... I'm just gonna Do write, stick to your side. I'm gonna write fan fiction about like I'm gonna find all the ones that have like movies that have been like, like you know blamed on the pyramids, and I will write fan fiction. Nice. And like the downtime is a watering hole. They all hang out after after right. together and like shoot the shit about building. Yeah. Can make that work. Uh, yeah. Then um, <laughs> I got something to pitch to Chris Hardwick. I like that. <laughs> uh, next one is believe dreams can foretell the future. Below, just below that is belief. How many b- people believe that your dreams can foretell the future? Uh, what percentage? Almost sixty percent. Over about fifty. Hang on, something like fifty-eight percent. Over half. Over half people believe that your dreams can, can foretell. foretell the future. Now, again, I'm a bit wary. I'm a bit wary with the study about the um, the phrasing of this. Same as you were asking weird, about the advanced civilizations existed, and you're like, well, any advanced civilization yeah. mm-hmm. along those same lines can dreams foretell the future? If you're talking about like predicting that someone with red hair called Deborah will suddenly hand you an apple on the street. And yeah, but bullshit. But if you believe dreams can be an insight into your psyche and you right. start dreaming about changing jobs, then you start thinking maybe I should be changing jobs because that's actually what you've been thinking. Yeah. yeah, I don't think anyone would call that changing predicting yeah. the future. That's just you right. Right. having a, a choice right. in things. And yeah. that, so there should have been an extra question was, uh, do you in a understand how your brain works? Yeah. <laughs> Right. Do you um, believe you have the ability to make a decision and follow through on it? Yeah. yeah. So next down is belief home houses or rooms can be haunted by spirits. Okay. And that's many? just over fifty percent. Still over half. God. And only a fraction, only a percent or two below that is half. the first real thing, which actually surprised me of, and pleased me with how high it is. Although it is still just barely fifty percent, is are confident vaccines are safe and effective. Right, but that's half of the that's people. Still weird that's wording. still weird wording. Still, that's. Because they're not using believe, they're using confident. Yeah, that's true. But still, uh, you should. Right. But that okay, is yeah. still a worryingly I mean, low number 53, 54%. They're up. It's not quite late. safe and effective. Like, there's no doubt they are effective. Um, Say, safe is a slightly dodgy a, wording. Interesting right. word to put in there that, that gives people an out to be. Because even yeah, but like you've got to preface that if you're going to ask that question with the the, the preface that all drugs predominantly are, yeah has, are poisons if used in the wrong and substantially way safer than quantities. yeah mm-hmm. yeah because I think even the most ardent uh, vaccine researcher and campaigner would 
would say, would freely admit that vaccines have a very, very small chance of a right. negative allergic reaction. Um, but I sort of but well, liken way, it, yeah, I sort of liken low. it, and, and that makes it really hard to argue against it, because when you have, you face with those deniers and you get that, you're like, well, yes, but that's a minuscule chance of a possible injury against a very, very real and likely chance right. of a disease but it's that also can kill like, you. Speaking of which, people happy 100th, Jonas Salk. That's oh, today. Yeah. That's today, isn't yeah. it? It put uh, you put one. Uh, no one's got polio around the table. No, nope. no, I don't. Thanks, Johnny. I don't think I do. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. I am. Um, uh, well, it's like driving a car, though. Like, I mean, anyone who argues that totally. if you drive a car, like, because the, you know, I mean, I, I'm not saying they're the same odds. I don't know, but you know, it's an equivalency where you can say, like, we get into our car without thinking we're going to die in a car accident, yeah. which is one of the it's things not how that I get can in happen. My car. When, I mean, most well, of us get in our car. <laughs> I, I scream you, the whole time. Right. Every you should time see him take vaccines. Yeah. Well, I think it's even more. More specifically, it's like wearing your seatbelt in the right. car, which has been the law in most countries now in recent years, and yeah. it's caused a drastic redu- reduction in road right. deaths. Hey, not for but our roommates. Everyone, <laughs> not for our roommates, doesn't put them on. Brennan and Stu refuse to wear seatbelts. They both have different reasons why. <laughs> at least they're always sober when they're driving. Oh yeah, at, at least yeah. at least they're they're totally sober <laughs> when they're on the road. You've got two roommates who've got different reasons. Though. Like that's like a. Again, this is like the Predator and the X-Men building the pyramid. It's like they're both achieving the same thing, but for different right. reasons. Right. you get there, you get there, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think it's like wearing seatbelts in a car where everyone's got heard that one story from a friend of a friend's cousin. Um, but who thrown clear. Yeah, because he wasn't wearing the seatbelt. He was thrown clear, and if he was wearing the seatbelt, he would have died. And that story is bullshit, but I'm sure there are people who got injured because they were wearing the seatbelt or... Who might who got out of a burning car quicker because they weren't wearing the seatbelt, yeah. and that's a f- minuscule percentage of the people whose lives were saved because seatbelts are now in every car and compulsory. You know who's right. responsible for car wrecks? Uh, Satan, according to about forty six percent of the he's American responsible populace, for most of the evil in the world. Satan's responsible for most of the evil. <laughs> Satan, and just people below, believe in Satan. Just like below. almost half. Isn't people. Satan not almost even half. in the Bible? I, I, I'm not a scholar in this Isn't theory. that a post-Bible bullshit thing? I mean, it's Seems all a bullshit, possible. but you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, there was that temptation in the <laughs> desert when, wasn't Jesus out in the desert and he was being tempted by, oh, he was being tempted by some Satan. version yeah, of, right? of a devil? I don't know. Yeah, there was a yeah. snake at some point. Right? I, 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 no, I think I, Satan is I in the Bible. Yeah. Because uh, We Are the World messes up that part of the telling. In Willie Nelson's verse, he says, As God has taught us by turning stone to bread. And uh, the thing was, like, the devil was like, if you're starving, hey, here's a stone. If you're so magical, turn it into bread. And he said no because of some weird loophole and rules where if he did that, he'd be giving it to the devil. So he resisted the temptation to turn it into bread. And then Willie Nelson messed it up and we are the world and was like, huh. God turned stone to bread. So you sh- we should do that. Well, we hang on. World. Maybe he just meant Jesus. by the act of turning stone to bread, by the concept of turning stone to bread, he which he it. refused to do. Right. right. So it's like, you know, as... According to the factual records, right? As, as God ta- didn't Jesus? No, but, 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 but by the concept of that, he yeah. taught us whatever but, it is he taught us. But also, maybe oh, Jesus yeah. was really famous for turning stone to bread pre the Satan <laughs> thing. You know yeah. what I mean? And then like that one it thing like, spoiled it. He it had like, food kids member being like, "Do the yeah." It's like yeah. that's an older bit. Not a jukebox right. man. Yeah. Not a jukebox. Yeah. Right. That's probably why Satan was doing it. He was like, "Do the one we love." Will you turn the stone into bread? He's like, "Fuck you." I got new shit now. Yeah, I'm doing my new shit. Doing the wine thing. I've got a ponytail now. Of liquids. <laughs> the new tricks, remember, the new tricks go over way better at parties. Now, um, yeah. uh, do you remember when everyone freaked out when Jesus went wine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It's a crazy festival, man. A lot of walkouts. Boot off stage. A lot of yeah. walkouts. What? Sell out, man. Yeah. Judas, ironically. <laughs> ironically enough. Wow, perfect. If I knew Ben Lutz, then. People. Amazing. Man. Uh, uh, the next one I like a lot because I like the weird thing one. was that that person had a dream that predicted that Jesus was. <laughs> no, I know, I know. The so, next, the next thing on the list I like because of the wording is actually correct because no one uses UFO to mean what it's supposed to mean, but this does. Uh, believe UFOs are probably spaceships. That's uh, like forty-five-ish. Forty-two. Forty-two percent. By the way, we're judging it because it's not accurately labeled. We're just going it's by just the, a bar graph with numbers um, off to the side. Next, we've got a run of four real things which are next to the list. Okay. On about thirty-three percent. Are confident human activities are causing global warming, which again should but be they, massively higher. They all say confident instead of believe, though. I feel right. I really feel it should be equal wording. Uh, oh no, I think that's I think that's after the fact because if you notice, all of the true things um, say have confident. the word confident. Probably because like maybe semantically, believe isn't even the right word for a true thing. Uh, but I would think that the survey would say, "Do you believe on everything?" Right. Well, yeah, it might. Uh, it, I don't know. Whether, maybe the survey does that thing where it, rather than just going yes or no, it just goes on a scale of. Like out of five, it's where one is yeah. not confident at all, yeah. five is very confident. How sure are you that human activity okay. is causing global warming? You're right, it is odd that all the uh, real things say confident. So next down, just over 30% are confident life on Earth evolved through natural selection. Again, worryingly low. 30%. Mm. Uh, 27 or so. Although, to be honest, the results of this uh, poll have reinforced that a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't yeah. seem yeah. to be a lot of evolution. Uh, next down there is... Uh, are confident the Earth? Hang on, have I done? The Earth is 4.5 billion years old. That's the next one mm-hmm. on 27 percent. See, I thought it was older than that. I would have failed that one. Uh, and then, barely over 20 percent are are confident the universe began with a Big Bang. Which, to oh. be fair, to yeah. a layperson, I mean, there, there, that's not entirely. There are multiple theories that actual scientists are debating. Yeah, right? and I mean, it's not like. It's- and out of any bit of science. That's the one that I have the biggest trouble wrapping my head around. Like that whole sort of gre- greater no sound in space, bro. Well, more, more just the um, like the someone, whole someone wrote that in Facebook. I what caused the Big Bang? Like what? Like that idea that time began at the Big Bang as well. I find a very hard. I'm conceptual. not. I'm not anywhere near smart enough to understand it. But it's the one that always strikes you as I don't know if you ever have uh, seen that space show at the Griffith Park Observatory they did like the history of the universe I have not it's it's the best oh yeah yeah and this like person comes out with an orb and does this like thing and it's all up on the roof and it like shows you the universe but one of the most fascinating takeouts from it is you know these scientific theories that were believed to be true for like a thousand years and then like you know someone came along and went actually you know what that's yeah that's not true and like all the knowledge was funneled through that sort of prism for all that time mm-hmm. it, I don't know enough about the Big Bang and I would like you know obviously go well that seems like yeah everyone, but it's like one of those ones that if one day it came out and they went oh actually it turns out it was something else you'd be like yeah it never quite felt right <laughs> <laughs> well yeah but I mean I, I, I sort of can somewhat get my head around the that's when time began as well because it, time is a is fluid so it's sort of I view the Big Bang as an absolute reverse black hole like reverse giant black hole I always want to go back and re-listen to the episodes where we actually talk to experts on this because they, yeah, yeah the Jana Jan Eleven and Sean Carroll episodes, but the, but the event horizon, like the Big Bang, still had to have an event horizon. Well, see, that's the thing. It's like no, nothing. There's nothing intuitive about what this thing would have been because it doesn't relate to our sort of understanding of physics on this scale. I'm that we sorry, you guys it. can't get it, man. You know, 
I mean, sorry. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, I can just, you know, I just, no, I just got it. I don't think, yeah, I don't think it's, a, just I don't think it's a theory if you can just not explain it in like, you know, it's yeah. like, uh, explain <laughs> it like the scientist from Fringe. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like every week on that show, you'd be like, well, it's because, you know how when you touch a watermelon, it's, it's all similes. Uh, yeah. uh, if like, you place yeah, a drop of water in the like back that, of your yeah. uh, <laughs> hand, notice that it'll go in different directions. I seem to be uh, becoming uh, some sort of fly. Uh, <laughs> so next, uh, <laughs> finally, closing out the list uh, on the lowest percentages, the three fake uh, ones again. Uh, uh, just over 20% believe Bigfoot is a real creature. Okay. It's 1% lower than the Big Bang thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Have we got this thing completely the wrong way around? No. Why? No. Uh, the article says that the, the, it matches up those two things. Oh, as, as likely. Okay, as likely. Yeah. Sorry, yes. Bang like or about, because the yeah. word big is There's like goals, 1% difference in it. So there we go. Yeah. Uh, and then believe fortune tellers can foresee the future is around 27%. Which is so kind of amazing. Well below dreams. Fortune dreams. tellers are doing worse, right. by dr- worse yeah. than dreams by a factor of almost three. Yeah. People don't trust experts. They trust themselves, which is kind of an American it's thing, right? very like, people. Yeah, yeah. It's a people thing. And then... uh. Sorry, yeah, that was about 17%. And then um, at about 12%, this really does surprise me, closing off the list. 12%. I would have thought lower. I mean, I, I mean, higher. I would have thought higher. Much higher, I would have thought. Believe astrology is real. Oh. So that so really even is. Even on the standards of people believing things that are clearly insane, astrology is yeah, with, still way down. That, like well, that really that, surprises me. I think more people do believe it and thought they meant astronomy. I think it's the opposite number. No, <laughs> <laughs> like, man. Believe in astronomy. Yeah, they don't believe what I do. In yeah. That really yeah. surprises me, just because for Bigfoot to come higher than astrology, when horoscopes are printed in almost every magazine, you don't read the Bigfoots. It's always in the back of the sports. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a really Just, good point. Oh, you know, it's the classified messages the Bigfoot. They have like them every day. Just I don't believe in Sudoku. <laughs> you know, not into it. Don't believe yeah. in it. Yeah. They, the, the, I don't even believe that Garfield's that angry about my guys. <laughs> I don't he think doesn't so. have a job yeah. to go to. It makes right. no sense. Yeah, exactly. Every day is the same to a cat. Man, Why does he hate Mondays? Like seriously, he's a, he's a cat. He'll probably get some lasagna. It's a good day. Yeah. It's a good day. It's not even cat food. Here's what I think it is. Um... I, I reckon John does his big shop right. on like a Monday afternoon. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. So like Monday, he's really getting the scraps of food. Right. Probably also Odie is much more annoying on Monday yeah. because John goes back to work. Oh, uh, yeah. John's out of the house. You know, so uh, Odie wakes so up yelping with an empty yeah, house. Yeah. You know? yeah, Here is a, here's the big kicker at the end of this, though. I the, hate this. Survey. Democrats more likely to believe in the paranormal than Republicans. Yeah, because oh, their yeah. minds are open to it, you guys. You guys. Uh, so... Yeah. yeah, they did a breakdown by party affiliation. That doesn't surprise me. It's there's not much in it each time, but it's a noticeable amount uh, for each of the. But they don't consider God as the paranormal. In this, well, that's right, no. Then eventually they do get to this thing right. about. Yeah, no, he's th- uh, there's a, there's an element to it that that is the Satan is responsible for evil part. It switches. Yes, right. so thought that thought can influence the physical world. Houses can be haunted by spirits. Fortune telling is real, and astrology is real. In each of those, the Democrats count higher right but then satan is responsible for evil um there's about a 10 percent difference between republicans and democrats the other way around yeah mm. satan satan there we go hail satan guys hail satan hail satan hail satan hail satan uh yeah this is not that surprising to me yeah i don't think i mean just think about how many uh you know new agey people are rarely voting romney Right. Yeah, I, and and we've talked about this before. The fact that like true true atheism, I think is quite quite rare. 
Oh, they just replace so, like they replace saying, it with the anything. Universe is, even conspiratorial people. Yeah, yeah like I, I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. That's even worse. To would me. you call it replaceism? Uh, replace it. Fuck. Replace it. Better if I would have said it. No, it would have been would have been good if you could replace, articulate any words. Replace. Um, replace theism. All right, let's reset the time machine. <laughs> <laughs> what was about? Damn it! Abort! Abort! <laughs> a failed mission. This is the moment where I and suddenly I get out a gun and shoot myself because the only way I can reset. Oh, you guys like those? You guys like those? Uh, those time travel movies where when they start doing something, the stuff starts disappearing. It makes no uh, sense. That's, that's a huge technique. Timelines, yeah. Or like, um, my favorite one was in that end, end, end of tomorrow, edge of tomorrow, whatever the Tom yeah, Cruise. Yeah, I quite one liked is. it. Right, but yeah, yeah but he had to shoot himself. The thing that annoyed hills. me the most about that whole movie was it's in the like rec- like it's in the near future, right? That's yeah. the whole point of that movie. And not once in trying to explain what's happening to Tom Cruise does Emily <laughs> Blunt go, "Hey, did you see Groundhog Day?" <laughs> like apparently in the next ten years. Everyone rem- like, has forgotten the most popular comedy movie of the last fucking right. thirty yeah, years. Yeah. Well, I, I always well, that bit that where movies. he pulled out a uh, a Polaroid photo or like, a photograph of his his mum slowly disappearing from the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those those movies also bother me because um, which means he just carries an empty Polaroid in that alternative timeline. Right. He still <laughs> has the Polaroid. He, he took right. a photo of nothing. <laughs> it's a picture he took of a tree once. I just keep it in my pocket. But then that middle bit where. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's a very good movie. By the way, do you guys hear that movie did so badly they had to rename it when they released it on video to try to get people to watch it? So now, if you look it up in iTunes, it's not called The Edge of Tomorrow. It's called Live, Die, Repeat, colon, The Edge of Tomorrow. And if you look at the box, it's just huge letters, Live, Die, Repeat, because it actually tanked. It did right. very poorly compared to what they thought. Well, wasn't the, the original budget. name? Something like that. Well, the maybe the, the, the original title. The tag, well, the tagline on the posters was "Live Die Repeat." So they, they just switched so they, the order. To they flipped them. To yeah. get, you know, because I guess "Edge of Tomorrow" was a pretty generic sounding title. But it's a I good thought movie. the tagline it's was a... "We found a short actress." Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Emily Blunt is in that, making it a, and she's and it's an action movie and yeah. also drama, so it's a, a blunt force drama. Oh no, nice. it is a blunt force drama. Go. You guys like that? Yeah, that was. Really I didn't good. tweet that. It was subtweet, but I decided to say it on the podcast. Oh god, no. I'm editing this. Can I take? <laughs> A time machine to tell. No, okay, no, edit. It's it's like, I can edit. It's Halloween. We want to scare edit. people. Okay. It's hey, days. you know who else could have done with a time machine uh, about a day ago? Oh, NASA. Uh, and what was that? NASA. I was no. thinking, yeah, NASA and and spaceship makers. Yes. Mm. Real, real UFOs. This is a bummer. FOs. Huge bummer. FOs. FOs. IFOs. Yeah. Identified. <laughs> Fine <Yeah>. objects. <laughs> yeah, what would that yeah. Identified flying objects. Oh, flying. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was the F and I did. I'm, guys, I'm time. I'm, I got to go back. We got to go back. Lagunitas, everybody. Lagunitas. <laughs> supporter of the show. Um, so, yeah, uh, uh, luckily an unmanned today. rocket. Yeah, an unmanned. unmanned an unmanned rocket. This got sent in by a couple of people, and then we also saw it. Um, it was also the front story in CNN right now. Yeah, so right. probably. <laughs> oh, okay. But an unmanned craft that was meant to be supplying the International Space <laughs> that Station. That was a podcasting equivalent of like being hipster about a news story. Like, oh, yeah, we, that got sent to us by a couple of people before <laughs> we got, like, we got it. We got it. I know it's by the news time you hear this, but, it's yeah. already. We were really four, into this story way Four hours ago, as of this recording, the rocket and Tom. Uh, blew the f up. Um, More like Dudnick. <laughs> Instead of, but come on, Will. <laughs> come on, man. So hang on, we're in the journey. Has it? Oh well, you're probably six about to seconds say this, into but. the launch uh, at Wallops Island in Virginia. This um, so non-manned, it, but, unmanned rocket right. just just payload was lost. No no human uh, casualties no human or even injuries. Showing it here. Oh, okay. So you know, it could be a lot worse, but still, uh, yeah. really sad. A lot of science was lost. A lot, a lot of, of science. A lot of science that they can't even tell us about. It was uh, there, there's a classified payload took up 
a big portion of it, I think, and also supplies for the International Space Station and um, a few other projects that they they that were unclassified that they yes. So the astronauts up there are going to go out, go without their fresh fruit, and well, I was just watching the uh, the um, press conference about it, and um, oh, they have supplies on the ISS to last them through March. But I mean, right. yeah, I'm it just sure tips it over and crashes. So. Yeah. Do you guys follow the ISS guys on Twitter? No, no. I haven't there's followed. there's always six people, or there's six people up there right now, and I highly suggest everyone follow them. Right. It's they tweet photos constantly. Yeah. yeah. But it's so so fascinating. Were they? Um. Yeah. Because there's um, there's always at least three people because they're. When there's six people, that's two different crews of three people, mm-hmm. if I remember rightly, from Chris Hadfield, past guest of the show. Two episodes ago, yeah, the Soyuz can carry three people. So every time. so they send three people up, and then they wait, and for a bit, for a certain amount of time, there's six people up there, and then three go back down to Earth. Should we not be filming this and voting them out one by one? Yeah. Is that not something that... <laughs> out like, of an airlock. We can't sell this yet? Um, yeah, you should pitch it. It's a pretty amazing uh, vision because I didn't know if it had just blo- it, it gets a little bit in the air. It get, oh no, yeah, it gets a full. It gets right. It gets above the top of whatever the, the scaffolding is that's holding. The way you hear mission it, command just goes silent. It's very weird and ominous to well, me. Well, because yeah. this is not even a, a, like a conspiratorial thing. But um, when the fuel leak was noted, then the the range safety officer, the person who uh, is in charge of making sure that no one is hurt and the actual range is controlled and sure. So yeah, as soon as it goes badly, they just press the self-destruct button, essentially. So the main explosion you saw was them detonating the whole thing. Oh, right. And I mean, part of that's probably some classified payload stuff, if you want to get conspiracy I would have thought it'd be you know, it. just a safety thing. You can't have, safety, once yeah. you realize it's, right. so it's it much So it be- won't disintegrate over a, a, right. a city far Yeah, if you know there. it's going to explode yeah. at some point, or it's already starting to topple over and point yeah. in the wrong direction, then you're like, well, we yeah. need to blow it up now Jesus. before it starts pointing at... I thought ISIS had infiltrated NASA. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think they... That was that terrible moment where they were like, we've managed to get every like last remaining bit of Ebola and we're going to shoot it in ah! <laughs> foiled again uh, this actually got me on a little tear over the last hour researching what was on there and um, learning a little bit more about the kinds of stuff we send up into space these days I didn't know about these things called CubeSats did you guys look at any of the, any of the articles I'm more about? of a beanbag guy you like beanbags yeah. um, this is a thing that was developed about 15 years ago at Cal Poly in Stanford these little 10 centimeter by 10 centimeter cubes so they're one liter in volume and about 1.2 kilograms and um, they, we've sent up over 100 of them over missions over the last 15 years and you can just make one for about $50,000 and you can get it on uh, a rocket for about 100000 so it's opened up a lot of um, opportunities to just have a cube students. up there we could just yeah so there's even a Kickstarter for one that was successful right. they raised $100,000 what does it do? Make, I mean whatever you want so you can pack whatever technology you can pack into that thing oh. and it, it goes up about 300 kilometers um, and it orbits for anywhere from a few weeks to a few months before it just falls back and burns up um, so yeah, presumably has to be sending data has to be sending data back to Earth then constantly. Yeah, you can get information. You can uh, do things like um, there was one that was on this rocket that blew up, which is too bad because it was a precursor to a program that was trying to develop technology to mine asteroids, and they were just trying to do a, like, a, a Minecraft, if you will. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, these little things like Rubik's cube things, um, you can pack them with instruments to like measure weather data. There was also one on this that was measuring. Um, something about like Earth's available water supply. And it just fascinates me. You can make, for not that much money in the grand scheme of things, you can launch something into space. And this Kickstarter for one of them that was called the Arduino, um, some of the perks included, you could control it for a certain part of its lifespan and like take pictures of things from up there if you wanted to. 
It's pretty they cool. They got 700 backers and $100,000 for it. So we lost a bunch of those That's great sites. too, though. If somebody's really, like, you know, they've just gone, like, oh, hey, I backed your project. And they're like, are you really into space exploration? I'm like, no, I'm really into upskirting. Downskirting, really. Like, cleavage. Our, um, our his, Arduino his is already a... Sorry, what's that? Oh, here's a team of people who... This is an article that Andy found that was before the launch of this is a team who've got a whole load of science on that ship who they lost were probably been very excited about 12 hours ago and now crushed. Yeah. Um, they packed these little cubes three three high and then there's a, like a, just a heavy-duty spring at the bottom and once it's up there, they just jack-in-the-box it and those three things just fly out into space and live for a while. It's kind of cool. Um, Arduino is its own thing. It's not unique to this CubeSat. What um, do you mean? Well, our Arduino is a it's a coding language. It's it's ways oh, okay. to code chips oh, and sorry. like LED and stuff like that. ArduSat so, was the name of the satellite. Yeah, right, and it's right. something that is integrated with Arduino technology. So if you're a coder and you know how to do it, excuse me, Mister Arduino, I've used it before. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had to. Um, I had to do. I had to use Arduino to code um, LED eyes on a robot helmet for like ten different emotions. Oh, cool. Uh, no. I mean, not no, cool. No, not cool. Not cool. Okay, not cool. Even saying those words, no. No, one's, no one will touch my dick for a decade. <laughs> oh, this is, uh, this is worrying. Um, What's up? Oh, I just did it because it's a breaking story. It's pretty new, but... Uh, what? Uh-oh. It, uh, it what? looks like, a, one of the, like it was meant to be unmanned, but this might actually be the thing that went wrong. Uh, a young boy named Kevin McAllister. No. Who'd become... His parents no. separated from his. They left for, oh, they left for no. a Halloween vacation. That's, yeah. And they forgot tragic. to check the rocket. I mean, yeah. Oh. They there, were visiting that day. That was yeah. the thing, right? There was, yeah. And there was, there's, there was a picture that was just taken, like, grainy picture from the launch pad of just. Looks a bit like young Macaulay Culkin, and he just has his hands slapped just, to the sides oh, of the no. side of his face. Oh, and no. that, I remember seeing. I saw two pieces of debris fly off that rocket that looked yeah. suspiciously like the Wet Bandits. <laughs> <laughs> I, you never know yeah. with these things because. Yeah. Could could the cause of the failure have been a a large nail that was set in some tar paper that punctured the side of the fuel tank? Perhaps a loose tarantula got right. into some wiring. There there definitely was a bowling ball rolling down some stairs immediately some before the, the paint cans part. full of rocket fuel right. attached to ropes. Yeah, in this uh, freak world where the police don't exist. Um, I mean, I, but this is the this is the the horrible news that we will never answer the question: Are we home alone in the universe? Yes. Right, <laughs> right. You know, it's just a, a comedy about a young Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, <laughs> we are not home alone. <laughs> Jesus, did you guys see the third one? The third, the third one where they ditched Culkin. He was too old and hanging with MJ. He was weirding people out. So they got a, a new uh, actor. They got a new actor for I a third one. Is that it considered canon? No, is that is that it's considered canon? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think. Uh, is it like Dumb and Dumberer, where now that there's two, they're just nah, Catherine deny... O'Hara was still the mom. Okay, that's canon. See, that's like American Pie, <laughs> American Pie movies. American Pie movies. They all have Eugene Levy, but the straight to DVD ones, I don't think you have to count. There's one of the Highlander ones they've taken out of rotation. You can't get Highlander 2 or whatever now. They just have now decided that that <laughs> never, never happened. happened. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't a real Highlander. It never happened. Well, there can only be one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's to be fair, it's Mr. Myers. <laughs> Highlander, there will be about three. <laughs> Plus a TV and series. A TV series. <laughs> right. Oh my god, it's so if someone hasn't made that's a fucking solid joke, dude. Uh, hey, thanks guys. <laughs> the pitch meeting for the sequel. 
<laughs> that's the next thing I'm gonna. That's the next thing I'm gonna offer in my time travel business. So I'll sell that to you. I'm gonna take people back to when they think of jokes that would have been great topical jokes <laughs> years after the event. I always. I don't really do topical jokes on stage because uh, I'll think of them like ten years later. Like I just thought of a killer Lewinsky thing, Monica Lewinsky thing, and it's Let's like. Hear it. No, it's it's a lot. Yeah, it's a dumb. It's like a five minute bit thing. But it's like I can't. No, we don't. But I can't. Uh, I, have a, I have a piece in my show this year that is about that. I'm telling a story from ten years ago that kind of helps me wedge it in. But it really is one of those jokes that I just wish I'd thought of ten years ago yeah. about Eminem's song "Lose Yourself." Mm-hmm. And you know how like the whole song is like the whole song says, "If you had one shot, one opportunity to seize everything you wanted," mm-hmm. and literally the first scene of the movie is him fucking something up, and the rest of the movie is about him getting a second opportunity. <laughs> like the theme song. You only got one shot. Entire, maybe two shots. Right, yeah, like Did you guys? The yeah. entire movie. Ninety minutes later, like, just an extra one. Right. Did you guys wait till after the credit? to that movie no what happened to see the scene it's just five minutes of Kim Bassinger making spaghetti uh, mom's spaghetti oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought so I'm doing a recipe Julius Child style just like I, a little <laughs> I thought you were going to say that she was making the pyramids oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kim Bassinger made the pyramids out of spaghetti <laughs> yeah. I do love when people have those bits in their act though like my favorite thing is to watch someone clunkily find a reason to do a like Michael Dukakis joke like they yeah. cuz they have to get it in there but they have to find a way to make it not seem like this is a joke I did in my and act well, 20 it, years sometimes ago. it sucks so much like I I had a bit and this was like my <gasps> signature piece standing ovation yeah. craziness during the uh McCain Obama like uh fucking thing Mm-hmm. And it was just about how, like, I know Obama's going to win because he gets more blowjobs. That's, like, a key thing. But I, but basically, the whole bit ends with McCain getting sucked off by a guy in a Vietnamese prison camp. That's, sure. like, the end of the thing. Um, it sounds not funny. But it worked. Did wonders. But it's like, yeah, I can't. There's no way. And when comics clunkily... Sometimes, like, a new movie will come out. Like, ah, oh, they're right. making a new Star Wars. You guys remember yeah. that first Star Wars? Remember the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Princess Leia was the only woman in the universe. I, uh, I, guys- I, Arsenio Hall uh, dropped in at the Comedy of Magic the other night when I was nice. down there. And he did the classic one of those things where he, he went, so uh, I see the new kids on the block got in uh, inducted into the uh, Hollywood uh, Walk of Fame. <laughs> and then just went into yeah. He's like, yes, I'm in the yes. Hollywood oh, Walk of Fame I love that stuff. Um uh, yeah, this is going to sound like we're being real hacks now because I'm about to tell you about something that happened 385 million years ago. I, oh, no. Uh, do you guys remember? Yeah, you guys. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think it's important, and I saw this story, and I was like, this seems to fit our show. Sure. Because it's about where fucking comes from. Oh, oh yeah. no. And sucking? Uh, no, I think it's just the fucking. Okay. Oh, sucking when did probably fucking, came late- fucking Sucking probably came later. Right, yeah. Sorry, after the 50s at least. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so scientists believe they have discovered the origin of copulation. Where's that, buddy? Uh, an international team of researchers oh, says yeah. a fish called micro... <laughs> That's what you need, by the way, an international team. We <laughs> want to we discover the origin of fucking. Let us gather an international <laughs> team. By the way, in honor of Halloween, there appears to be a spider slowly coming down from my what? microphone. <laughs> oh, good call. Oh, my God. Mm. Ah. <laughs> Settle down, Matt. It's okay. It's okay. What we'll superpowers do you get if you get bitten by a podcasting spider? No, that's a... La- yeah. Nothing? You don't get any kind of, like... Spider-Man's superpowers fucking suck anyway. They do. Like, he built the webbing himself. Yeah. He could have just done that. It's all urban, man. If he was in Kansas... He's powerless. Powerless. Can't swing from building. Can't swing from shit. Um, Fuck you, Spider-Man. Very quick detour, by the way, because we just got this story sent in by listener Ashley Gattaca seconds ago. But 
uh, really? says, not really science, but because it's Halloween, man dies in haunted house, mistaken for a prop for almost two weeks. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah. And this, it happened in uh, Waukegan, <laughs> Illinois. Oh, my God. He, he died doing what he loved. <laughs> Scary well, children. Continue to do what he <laughs> for two weeks. Well, Halloween is a terrible time. I mean, that's the thing. It's it's uh, like if you get stabbed, just everyone's covered with fake blood anyway, and then you right. can't find a real cop. My ex girlfriend had a cop. real phobia. <laughs> My ex girlfriend had a real phobia of haunted houses, and it was because. Uh, not the ex-girlfriend you met Ex-girlfriend bef- From a fair bit before that XX But her I met your triple X When that was nice yeah. The XX uh, yeah. But she was Legitimately afraid Of haunted houses Because she thought That's where a real murderer Could hide Yeah That's a great idea Perfect place for cover For a but real it's, murderer you know, but it's People like the, won't notice A dead body for two weeks apparently. Yeah, apparently so It's like the thing of Like you can't use uh, You know on, Oh god it got swell. Sorry I'm just reading on, Through the story You know on days When fireworks are popular It's a terrible day To need a flare gun Oh know, yeah It's the worst Right yeah. But a great day to shoot someone. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the mystery of the incorrect ticket count. Oh, yeah. I'm jumping ahead a bit in this story, but you can okay. fill in the gaps. Was solved late last week when a six-year-old visitor told his parents he was very frightened of the old, dead, stinky man on the second oh, level. Oh, yeah. No. I remember that. What's the website, first of all? Sorry. For this um, empirenews.net uh, is where this story is. Reputable. Sure this is reputable. I just want to make sure. Make sure this is a legit, that we're not... uh, Make sure we're not doing a shitty version of The Onion. Uh, Because there's a few of those that have come out now. I I know. What's that one? There's too many, and they're not funny, so everyone mistakes them. Yeah, where it's just... Haha, I got you. Uh, You fell for that one, idiot. For this fairly plausible new story. (laughs) Is there a a source? Like, is there a source link on that? Let me have a look. Uh... While you're doing that... I told you guys I worked in a haunted house. No, I don't think you did. I worked in a haunted house in Nashville. Um, because, oh, because hang on. wait quote- a second. No, wait, wait. <laughs> What's up? Someone at the first comment underneath says the reason people don't realize it's satire is it's not very good. Oh, this is one of those uh, shitty websites. Uh, Matt, you've been good taken. Call. Good call. Good call. Fuck you, Ashley. I hate to be a skeptic. You've been taken. No, no, no. Good catch. You know, we do get. No, don't. I, I apologize. No, right back. We fuck do you get to listeners. Ashley. We do get listeners who send in great articles. Oh, now I'm looking great... at some of the other stories around it, and I'm well, like, don't, oh, let's do the, we have a podcast to do here. And yeah. great corrections. We, people send in. Um, so there we go. Okay. Well, what I would say to people listening is, if you do have a dead body to hide. You can still make this happen. You can. Yeah, right. it's a, that's, it's a yeah. plausible not, place to do it. Right. Well, yeah. well done. And what Empo- a perfect cover. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, people will be like, oh, no, that's an urban myth. And that's how you get away with hiding the body. There. Well done, yeah. EmpireNews.net, for tricking us with a plausible story right. and no punchlines. Yeah. <laughs> no punchlines. Yeah. You wacky satire. Yeah, there's people. Yeah, there's so many of those now where it's, it's not. Hey, guys, guess what I have for lunch today? What? Uh, pasta. Did you really? No, I had a sandwich, oh, idiot. That's good. Fucking dick. I fucking hate you, you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Falling for that, you shit. Speaking yeah. of stupid yeah, fuck. Speaking of pasta, we Hold have gotten. Well, oh, actually, Jesse, I want to hear about <laughs> your. Well, no, I don't have to talk about my thing, but but Matt got completely sidetracked by Side-track. the fake story from yeah. the origin of dicks. Okay, this. Oh, is, that's right. We're still. Yeah, so let's talk dick. about the origin from yes. dick, of dicks, and this oh, came yeah. from the BBC, who do normally check the facts and don't do wacky pranks. In the. Sitting by Ashley. 
This wasn't sent wasn't in by Ashley. Right. Ashley. No, I found this story when I was just looking at. I was just searching the BBC for dicks. Right. Uh, <laughs> how long? You, you got a Google it, alert for yeah. you, you How said, long have so dicks been around? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but saying BBC dicks is like saying ATM machine. <laughs> you, uh, you don't have to. I know Craigslist. <laughs> I think I just. I was just searching. <laughs> I just like three perverts out there that got it, <laughs> and everyone else. <laughs> Here's what actually happened. Oh wait, I just got it. I just got it. I'm an idiot. Okay. Big yeah, 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 yep, yep, yep. Okay. I, Porn code. Belaboring the. I missed what you said. BBC. BBC is, is big oh, black cock. Okay. In like a, you well, know, well, that's how I ended up with the story anyway. I just went. Um, big and black. <laughs> I just I was just googling how long dick, yeah. uh, and it said three hundred eighty-five million years. That's a and long wasn't dick. It. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like old dicks. No, really, really old yeah, dicks. Old, old. Um, so this, uh, an international team researcher says a fish called Microbrachius dicky. Oh, yeah. okay. That's the name. Sure. Is the first known animal to stop reproducing by spawning and instead mate by having sex. The primitive yeah. bony fish, which was about eight centimeters bony. long, mm-hmm. lived in. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, can we be serious about this dick story? Just for one second. Sorry, so, eight centimeters, that's about four inches for our American friends. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Lived in ancient Round lakes. It up to five. Measure it from the balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> You got Have you have you it's guys kind of an MBC really? <laughs> have you guys a medium? Yeah. Have you guys measured? I mean, everyone's measured, well, but of I, I I have uh, sent a photo once of the ruler next to, but you can't oh, yeah, yeah. you can't show the base oh, okay. because you have to jam the ruler so far into your pelvis. Is that, I've almost, is, that is that fair? Is that considered? No, a real it's not fair. But okay. it's what is the what is the? the I'm not measuring for me. I'm measuring to show someone else. Okay, so I'm okay. saying like I've almost drawn blood just jamming a ruler <laughs> jamming right. into my pelvic bone. Here's I mean that, I, that is usable penis though. You think about like when it actually is it's being not used. Usable. No, because you would you would go until the point that you would hit bone, right? Kind of. I'm I mean, talking. You get you get in. You can you can get in between pelvic bone and cock when the cock muscle keeps going. You're going like up into inside your. Thorax. You're going. You can go in. You can go inside about an inch and get an extra inch on the end of that photo. Yeah. Hey, Jesse, remember about two months ago you were telling us about some of your medical problems that came from some sort of internal bleeding <laughs> sure. around that area. Yeah, yeah. Is that maybe caused by excess ruler pressure? Maybe I mean I don't know I've I've done some I've it's crazy guys. Um, what I normally do is I just make a cast of mine, then I I make a mold, fill it with water, and then I I tell girls the volume. Ah, oh yeah, comedies over here. Eureka, he has yeah. found it, huh? Yeah. yeah. So here we go. Uh, the primitive bony fish was about eight centimeters long, lived in ancient lakes about three hundred eighty-five million years ago in what is now Scotland. So well oh. done, Scotland. You invented fucking. Oh yeah, nice. Uh, sure. This research is published in the journal Nature, very okay. reputable journal. It is. Oh, this is good as well. Uh, lead author, who is an Australian author, by no, the way. From, no, this no, is not a real name. This Flinders, not... Flinders University in Australia. Yeah. Lead no. author, Professor John Long. Of course he. Okay. I mean, it was a lifelong vision. It was just a lifelong dream. The Long family have been dreaming about this forever. I mean, because if your name's Long, you've just been happy. Yeah. His, his father, Dick Long, was particularly... <laughs> oh, man. I mean, John, it's almost Johnson. Like, it's so... Yeah, it's right. like... Uh, Long John, John Long from the University of Australia said, uh-huh. we have defined the very point in evolution where the origin of internal fertilization in all animals began. This is a really big step. Professor Long added that the discovery was made as he was looking through a box of ancient fish fossils. Yeah. He noticed that one of the M. Dickey specimens, uh-huh. so it was called M. Dickey before this, yeah. had an odd L-shaped appendage. Right. Further investigation revealed this was the male fish's genitals. The male has large blo- bony claspers 
That's a very Australian way of freedom. Yeah. <laughs> go, go get some of your bony claspers. Bony claspers. <laughs> your bony claspers off me, love. <laughs> <laughs> These are the grooves that they use to transfer sperm into the female, yeah. explained Professor Long. The female fish, on the other hand, had a small bony structure in the rear that locked the male organ into place. Yeah. Constrained by their anatomy, the fish probably had to mate side by side. By the way, the artist's rendering of these two things mating is adorable. It's like <laughs> it two Yo Gabba Gabba creatures <laughs> holding really hands nice. side by side, and then one of them puts his foot penis into the other right. person's Yeah. It is really cute. Yeah. That's, like a, that's like an Olympic mascot. <laughs> it <really Yeah>. is. <laughs> it's, it's excessively jaunty. Right. It's really adorable. It's really ad- they, yeah. they hold hands. No wonder it caught on. It's like those two otters in the zoo. People are yeah. looking at these guys going, that is the cutest shit I've ever seen in my life. This is like set to a Herman's Hermit song, yeah. this copulation. It's adorable. Honey, why are we, why are we spawning? Why can't we yeah. Why can't we do what the M. Dickies are doing? <laughs> it's like, you never- life of, looks like it's been drawn by the people who did Up. Yeah. <laughs> Something tells me I'm into something good. <laughs> so they had the little arms were very useful to link the male and female together so the male can get into his large L-shaped organ into position yeah. to dock with the female's genital plates. Right. Stop me if I'm turning you on. Which are very rough like cheese graters. Mm. If the fish are a dock and don't come and knock. That is the saying. It's the last thing my grandpa yeah. said before he died. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know what he was talking about until, until today. He's ahead of his time. It's like an Shyamalan movie here. I know. <laughs> they act like Velcro, locking the male organ into position to transfer sperm. Surprisingly, the researchers <laughs> think that the first attempt to reproduce internally was not around for long. Little Professor... Sneaking a pun in there. That is, yeah. Long, and then he winks. He likes, he's a guy who just likes to use his own yeah. last name. And a lot of things. He goes, Look, we've been re- researching this for a long wink time. <laughs> so if you catch a John us in this research. <laughs> right. Uh, as fish evolved, they reverted back to spawning. Oh, yeah. Mm. This is weird. So they went back, uh, in which eggs and sperm to fertilize them are released into the water by female and male creatures, respectively. And it took another few million oh, years. So hang for on, co- they were, yeah, so fish were like, nah, fuck this, we're not into. Yeah, then it took a few million years for copulation to make a comeback. Uh-huh. So, so what I don't, I don't then know is this is the first instance of fucking that we're aware of. Right. But well, there's is, do, do we have? Did we evolve directly from that with the remnants of that DNA and what yeah, we became, right. or did it? Have a revival. Or was there a parallel yeah, a second time. Simultane- yeah. yeah, parallel, not even simultaneous, many, right. many years later well, the evolution. M- Microbrachius, they say it's a well known group, so the fossils are pretty common. It's not as if this was found in some far off exotic part of the world, says Frida Titties. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Matt Friedman from the University of Oxford. Yeah, Frida Titties. <laughs> says Dr. It's very it remarkable. We haven't noticed Dr. this before. Freedom. Yeah. Frida, Frida Titties. <laughs> so, yeah, if you. If- <laughs> It's not. It's not good. No, it's, not, it's, it's great. No, nah, it's not good. It's not, none of it's good. <laughs> <laughs> none of this is good. <laughs> well, by the way, we'll post this article over on probablyscience.com if you want to look at the adorable yes. artist rendering of this. As we do, we post all of our. What else is going on on that webpage? What what can you? What else can you do over there? Well, you've got the. Uh you got the PayPal donate button on there. Certainly you do. Which some people are very kind and uh, help us out like, make our show. Maybe you could be like Murphy Shane, setting up a monthly donation. Yeah, thank very you very much, Murphy. Murphy. We just got that payment in, and you guys can just donate whatever you feel comfortable with. It does help us cover... We have some costs. It may not seem like it, but... Uh, well, also, we've been talking about trying to get on the road and tour and travel places and do this thing, and that will definitely cost us some stuff, so well, now that we would have help to send that. up one of these cubes, so that's going to be very expensive. Right. Yeah. We're yeah. now $150,000. <laughs> yeah, yeah, roughly, yeah. 
and it's just going to blow up seconds later. It's just going to blow up. I wonder who pays for it. Yeah, that's what I wonder. It's an insurance policy for space flight. It does also hammer home how dodgy and scary and it really like, we put i know i'm sure they do take a couple more precautions for when there's humans on there but i can't imagine much the procedures are that no, much no, different pretty much they're not sending them up in like the secondhand shit like right you know, like but, it's that's what i was still, kind of surprised in the press conference that they didn't address that i was hoping that i was going to say is like well you know this blew up but we hold ourselves to a much lower standard than manned right. flight but they can't because yeah. it's still so much still yeah like, to be honest when we're not sending humans up we let larry have right. a go yeah. <laughs> he was just the janitor we all just love goodwill hunting yeah. and we thought you know what maybe one there's gotta be one out there there's gotta be one out there if we keep giving a chance oh, he was guys- the best at counting back from 10 <laughs> You guys want to hear? You guys want to hear something weird? Yes, yes. You know that Goodwill Hunting's like a true story. It's based on a true story. I did not know that. No, it's absolutely EmpireNews.net. Huh? <laughs> no, it's not EmpireNews.net. No, no, no. This was. Uh, uh, no, it's um, it's based on a true story. So Minnie Driver's character uh-huh. in the movie, based on a real person. You know, she takes off to California. Mm-hmm. Will goes off after. See about a girl. Yeah, see about a girl. Um, that's when the movie ends. Roll credits. Roll credits. Yep. Now, what would be in that scene afterwards uh, is oh not no. them building pyramids. Right. It would be her telling him to fuck off, and then she marries the drummer of Metallica. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> that's what that girl did. That's what happens in real life? <laughs> yeah. That's the sequel to Good Will Hunting. Yeah. Life that doesn't actually happen? Yeah. Yeah. That's so, a great awesome. movie. Make that movie. <laughs> it's like Rudy, the true story of Rudy. Like He was just like a not very good player on the team. Rudiger. Who then like, spent... Years just trying to get his his shitty story made for his own like self aggrandizing well, you know, reasons. He eventually died of the slow clap. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Will. <laughs> um, I. <laughs> by the way, okay. Uh, 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 I'm really proud of that joke. By the it. way, I love it. He the died of the clap. slow clap. Yeah, yeah, I was just trying to think of like some like prophylactic <laughs> joke that can lead into the slow. Um, but uh, I, I I meant yes. to uh, say although you can also. One of the many things you can do on the site, in addition to donating, uh, if you go to probablyscience.com, you can also click on our Amazon affiliate link and then shop as you normally would on Amazon for the holidays coming up. And it doesn't cost you any extra and it kicks us back a little money. So that's the easiest and lowest impact that, way for you. That hugely to, helps us. It really does. And yeah. the other thing, uh, if you're not able to donate and if you're not shopping on Amazon, uh, the other way you can really, really help us out is just spread the word about our show. Tell your friends. Subscribe, will you? Subscribe. Subscribe in iTunes specifically. Yeah, and apparently even more so if you have an iPhone, subscribing through the iPhone app even more so bumps us up in the ratings, helps people find out about us. If you also spread the word, hold the crystals in your hand while you subscribe. (laughs) Think good thoughts about the podcast. Think positive thoughts. Um, so and, that. and also people who want to uh, send in story suggestions or corrections can do so by emailing probablyscience at gmail.com. And we had like one of my favorite corrections in, in recent history from Anderson Jones, who is actually a dietitian who listened to last week's episode with... Um, well, I thought it was that girl we said had never been naked. <laughs> she sent her. Um, have you I'm seen... <laughs> Anderson, I don't... Again, you, there's another breaking news. I don't know if you're aware of this. Since I, we I got, started... Well, pod- Yes, we've got two emails from Anderson Whoa. in response to the uh, story about cooling pasta we discussed with Henry Phillips last week. Um, are we live streaming? What, how are we getting breaking story? We've never gotten breaking stories. I got an email. This was just two people happen to have emailed during since we started recording. One of them with a bullshit fake story that one with a great follow up to this cooling pasta story. So, Will, to, oh, get, yes. to get to the speed, uh, if you cool down pasta, it's a known fact that um, your body will absorb uh, fewer of the calories in it. And basically, it's not as bad for you carb-wise, sort of. It's because at some point, the carbohydrates in pasta become a more 
resistant, a longer form of starch. And they combine. In, okay, in, so like a pasta salad's better for you than like eating hot pasta. Apparently so. Yes. I mean, oh, if, yeah. if better for you means you absorb like, fewer calories. Yeah, um, right. And then the article last week suggested that heating it up again might lower it even further, but it was a small sample size, so we aren't saying that's real science. But uh, Anderson Jones, again, who is a dietitian at um, UWA School of Pediatrics and Child Health, PhD mm-hmm. candidate there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Anderson wrote in to say that... Um, it's a really. I'm just going to read it all because I think it's really interesting. Um, so carbohydrate is a general term that refers to sugars, simple molecules, and starches, which are longer chains of sugars. And sugar molecules are cleaved off of starches during digestion, and those sugars are then absorbed into the bloodstream. And various factors can affect the rate that that occurs, including the, the chain structure of the starch, whether it's linear or branched, and access to the ends of the starch by digestive enzymes. And as we mentioned in the story, it's recognized that the cooling of pasta has this effect um, and the same occurs with other starchy foods like potato when you cook and cool them. That's because starch is found in granules that when you cook with water, swell and burst, exposing the starch chains and making them easy to digest. And then when they cool down, the starches undergo retrogradation, clumping back together and prohibiting access to I knew to the, the starches were in retrograde, retrograde right now. Retrograde, right? Yeah, yeah, you can yeah, just right. feel it. I can just feel right. it. Uh, so that prohibits access to the enzymes. Subsequently, the starches pass through the small intestines and are fermented by the bacteria in the gut. So the process of cooling doesn't change the actual caloric content, like the carbs are still there. It doesn't confuse our bodies, as like P90X uh, would say or whatever. Sure. Um, it's just the enzymes can't access the ends of the starches due to retrograde, retrogradation. And that does actually have the effect of reducing the calories we extract from the food, although resistant starch will still contribute some calories due to fatty acids produced when the bacteria eat it. So, so you just shit, shit out more? Is that what we're... Well, you, I mean, I guess. I mean, you just don't, you don't absorb it because um, you can't get yeah. access to the sides, to the ends of the, of the but, chains. But Anderson's come through with a further clarification. I wrote back to into ask, it a bit more. I, I wrote back to ask, like, would you feel satiated with those foods? Because if you're not, then are you just going to eat more and it'll negate the effect? Uh, so Anderson says, uh, look, um, I'd say it actually is pretty clear that the cooling reheating phenomenon is legitimate. Multiple cooling heating cycles result in an increased percentage of the resistant starch. Um... A great question about sati- satiety, satiety, like fullness, yeah. feeling full. Oh yes, yes. Um, the whole appetite, satiety, and effects on fiber, of fiber on over- on overweight and health is actually pretty complicated. In terms of a single isolated meal, I wouldn't expect it to make any difference to your feeling of fullness. If you served up your normal sized meal, you'd be able to finish it as normal without noticing anything, as it takes hours for the meal to move through the gastrointestinal tract to be completely digested. You would get the same immediate feedback through the stretch of receptors in the stomach to tell your brain that there is food in there. The pasta also remains digestible enough, plus the other components of the meal, presume, presume you're not just eating a bowl of pasta plain, to stimulate Listen, some of the judge, hormonal judge, feedbacks from your small intestine to in, induce uh, satiety, or sati- satiety, or whatever. Satiety, Fullness. satiety, but yeah. Uh, mm. But I imagine this would be indistinguishable from fresh cooked pasta. Uh, a very important piece of info to point out is that even though the cooling heating increase the percentage of resistant starch um, significantly, we're still only talking a few grams of indigestible carbohydrate in comparison to the around 40 grams of digestible per one cup of cooked pasta. It would all be all too easy to serve up a larger bowl than normal of cold reheated pasta and tell yourself you're doing the right thing because it's higher in RS. We also need to remember that food intake is only partly down to appetite and satiety with learned habits, environmental and social cues, stress, sleeping habits, and palatability of the food also playing a part. A listener roles. wrote this into us? Yep. Yeah. We have great listeners. It's better than any of the <laughs> articles we normally... I know. 
you should publish this, Anderson. Uh, So any long-term effects on weight management and other health issues that that are associated with a high-fiber diet may be through, one, the small reduction in available um, calories associated with a fiber-slash-resistant starch, two, production of metabolites by bacteria in the colon that... influence satiety and probably have other metabolic benefits too three uh insulin regulation and glycemic uh brackets blood sugar response and four the overall nutrient composition of a high fiber diet characterized by fat vegetables fruit whole grains and low unsaturated fat so in my opinion based on the evidence available at the moment it remains your overall dietary pattern that's important whether cooling and reheating pasta or any other starch-based foods appears preferable to freshly cooked, the effects are likely to be small and should be considered in terms of your total caloric intake and dietary pattern. Now, I have a return question for Anderson. Go for it. Did food aliens build the food pyramid? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the, that's the final scene you get to. You see everybody else building a pyramid and you see the people with the food aliens. Food pyramid. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, um, a friend of mine is considering doing a... Um, like a, a master's thesis about the history of food propaganda and things like the food pyramid. Cause like, think about how crazy that initial food pyramid uh-huh. was. Like the base was all bread. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're supposed to have mostly bread. Well, it's mo- when it, when they found out when all the different food councils, which is a stu- ludicrous thing in itself. Yeah. The original but, food pyramid, the base was cigarettes. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's all cigarettes. cigarettes. <laughs> Once they dug down below, like, <laughs> right. the- straight alcohol. Yeah, but all those different pressure groups, f- like they were actively campaigning to get their their yeah, thing big bread. better represented yeah. in the food pyramid, oh, yeah. like the the wheat. Uh, it was probably lobby. a negotiation for the size of the. It, in some it absolutely was because it's yeah. huge. It's High huge money. Concert. Yeah, it's a. Uh... <laughs> Man, I tell you, I, it seems to me like uh, working at the USDA or putting together a food pyramid it seems like it'd be really tedious. It seems like you'd be bored. Really, that's the exact story that I was about to. <laughs> This is what this is what I was going to transition to about the religion thing because I was like idle hands ah, sort of being yeah. the story sent in by a good friend Morgan Perrine. Yeah, it's um, you know it seems uh, according to uh, Pascal, of course, in the mid seventeenth century, that all of humanity's problems stem from man's inability to sit quietly in a room alone. Uh-huh. As we all know, I never heard that quote before. Ed, as so we good. all know, eventually you'll have to stand up, walk around, maybe rub one out, thinking about Matt. Uh, okay. You know, whatever you want. Sure. Thanks, man. Hey, you're welcome, buddy. Uh, by the way, Pascal, uh, inventor of the triangle. <laughs> Mathematical yeah, fact there. Yeah, of course. Oh, I thought you were making a joke, and I didn't get it, and I left anyway. He invented the triangle? He invented There weren't triangles before him. They weren't Pascal's triangles. I don't... Okay, I still don't... What's a Pascal's triangle? It's the one... Hang on, if I get this right. It's the... Uh, no, I feel super... Stu- of course he didn't invent the triangle. <laughs> God, what am I... Oh. Okay, you had the... Lagunitas, everybody. Yeah. Lagunitas. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Um, uh, Pascal's triangle is the triangle that uh, is made up by... You have a one at the top, and then every number below is the sum of the numbers above it. Yes. Okay. It's like a math math um, thing. Um, and it has, a, yeah, it has useful things about it, like a, um, the... It has useful little combinatoric things. Like the different points in the triangle, uh, as you go along, are the number of ways of picking objects out of, uh, uh, the number of weight, the number of combinations of a set. Oh, like okay, yeah, the combinatorics is that what you said? Yes, yeah. it's, it's the bino- it's the binomial coefficients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the binomial coefficients. Yes. So, guys, the uh, <clears throat> you uh, the the as Pascal also said when he wasn't uh, coming up with with ingenious triangle based 
math solutions and wages. He was big on wages. Big oh, on yeah, wages. Right. Yeah, no, it was he was a god-based thing, wasn't it? Was yeah, that? no, that's, that's he, a, he supported unions. Pascal's wager was basically what Sorry, are you what are you going to lose by coming in uh, believing in God? Like he's right. like if like, his not, wager was not just, yeah, yeah, his wager is no. effectively look if there is if there if, is no God, I've lost nothing. If I if, say that I yeah, believing in God, which is obviously bullshit. Because firstly, if there is a God, then that omnipresent, omniscient being would know that you're only believing in it for the sake of a logical trick. No, it wouldn't. Or, uh, and, and also it's, it's also bullshit because... can be fooled by, like, and uh, you're also still on timers on Saturdays and stuff. Though, yeah, so. and it's also arguing that you're not, yeah, you're not losing anything, well, you're not losing anything by living your life exactly according to the Bible or whatever. By, right. I recently heard this thing that we we're created in God's image. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. You look just like us. Yeah, God must have some, some weird balls. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you guys that much, folks. You know, sometimes, sometimes you play with your balls because you're sitting alone in a room. It's quiet uh, sure. in there. You hate it. You're bored. Sure. Uh, you know, this sentiment of Pascal's may be truer today than ever, according to a paper published July 4th in Science. Uh, researchers, in science? <laughs> researchers asked participants to rate how much they enjoyed being in a room with nothing to do. Of the 409 <laughs> participants, of course, the, they originally had 410. The last one killed himself. Uh, <laughs> Nearly, uh, nearly half said they did not like the experience. When asked to do the same at home for six to fifteen minutes, a third said they had cheated. They had cheated. They'd gone right out and, and fucked someone else. So, in, in, in one telling experiment, each of fifty-five participants was seated alone in a quiet, empty room with nothing to do, except they had access to a button that would deliver an electric shock to their ankle, which they had previously described as unpleasant. In their 15 minutes of solitude, 67% of the men and 20, 25% of the women chose to shock themselves instead of simply sitting quietly. Lead author Timothy Wilson, University of Virginia psychologist, says that with smartphones, tablets, and TVs within reach any time, many of us may not know what to do when we have time to ponder without distraction, but the electric shock results are still surprising. With that, oh with my god! Can I? This can is one I? Of the best story about why we are fucked as yeah. humans. Like they were like alone in a room for less than quarter of an hour with a button. And we're like, you know what? I'm gonna shock myself to pass the time. I just checked the charts, actually, and the number one oh app on iTunes right now is uh, Shock Yourself. It's yeah. <laughs> we're that used to having buttons that we can't not. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, have any of us subscribed to that site? Because it's uh, it gets down to the pay point where you have to. <laughs> yeah. You, no, I'm serious. You have to. Uh, can you see the whole article, or does it cut no, out on is, an ad? That's the, the end of the article. That's it's a short article. article. It keeps going. It f- it fades out into a subscribe thing. Oh, mine doesn't. Uh, sure, it does. What so are you it, talking about? No, I think it just looks different. It's Scientific American, it doesn't. Uh, so, lead, short, lead author of the like. thing that was published in Science, uh, Timothy Wilson, a University of Virginia p- psychologist, said that with smartphones, tablets, and TV within reach any time, many of us may not know what to do when we have time to ponder without mm-hmm. distraction, but the electric shock results were still surprising. Yeah, that is surprising. He suggests we could make our downtime, even traffic jams and waiting rooms, more relaxing and interesting by learning how to be alone with our thoughts. Right. I was like, by, by adding electric shock facilities to cars <laughs> and waiting rooms. I, I mean, I do, I do wonder what uh, <laughs> our modern conveniences like. I assume that a lot of philosophy and things like that started because of the lack of something to do. Right. Uh, instead, I mean, I think people, if you gave a smartphone to ancient Greeks, I think they would have just as easily become enamored with it and fucked, yeah, it, fucked but off. But it doesn't mean it's a good... 
I, I get what you're saying that we shouldn't like blame ourselves, but regardless, the the pattern is there. The behavior is bad. And oh, if no, we of can course. fight it, we should. I think we're not we sh- worse people than the Greeks, but I think uh, we should we should blame ourselves. I mean, it's it just we're that we're the guinea pig generation. Well, yeah. Professor Wilson says, you know, "Yeah, what does he say?" Or Doctor Wilson says, "I suspect that practice helps, as does finding topics that you enjoy thinking about in right. detail and can return to time and time again, so that you don't have to start from scratch each time." So he's he's advocating a spank bank. Is uh, what he's talking yeah, about sorry. a mental yeah. spank a mental, bank? Yeah. Well, what other kind is There's, there? That's, well, well they you should, don't have yeah. to spank. They should do the exercise and like not have cameras and see how many people would masturbate rather than. <laughs> Right, do you know what I mean? Like, that's if that was an option, right? No, that that's is the thing. The analog, like, that's the analog shock. Yeah. That's the, the, or, there are yeah. two comments, by the way, underneath this article in Scientific American, and I'm going to have to read them both to you. The Ironically, from- one of them is from John Long. Right. <laughs> 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 the boasting about his... You know what? This is a stupid study. I discovered what, who fucked for us. <laughs> Oh, there's a little fight going on in the comments. These two oh, comments are oh, great. It's okay, great. great. So Carol Carey first replied... You should change the title to Many Men Prefer Electric Shocks to Being Bored. Women, not so much. <laughs> Fixed it for you. <laughs> Which I think is a fair comment according to these statistics. Yeah, absolutely. Then a men's then, rights activist. Would you like to be hieroglyph? Sure. Actually, the title should be changed to Many People Prefer New Information to Tedious Articles About Tedious Research Confirming What Everyone Already Knew. Additionally, gender-obsessed commentary is considered predictable and tiresome by many of both genders. I like to think that somewhere there's like the M- the MRA or like they're all like having a meeting or having an organization. They all send people out to specific areas yeah. and you go out to your area of speciality. Like, hey, I'm a really big football fan. I'm going to go and defend Ray Rice about bashing his like girlfriend, right? That's mine. And there's one guy's like, well, oh, I can like science. If I, I can I mean, put our MRA stuff into the science. By the way, this uh, this whole podcast, I don't know if you got it. Like we try to mix humor uh, with science, with scientific fact. But I, I hope you've realized that the subtext is that we are all in favor of ethical journalism. Right. <laughs> uh, oh, no, absolutely. I, I would, I would uh, say, though, that obviously, you know, this guy does sound sort of like a weird men's rights activist. There's a lot of weird sexism going on these days. Um, and it and it sucks and deserves to be called out. But uh, you know what I think? By four men on a podcast. Uh, yeah. No, no. <laughs> Who better? Who no, better? no. Who you know what I... Be- yeah. Okay, well then let's say let's, we'll just go fuck ourselves. But uh, you know what I think would help? Hmm. Uh, obviously help all this sexism uh, if um, if we figured out how to get some sort of cola flavored pussy. Oh, hang on, what? What? I, if this only. Is, this I don't is, even know what. Guys, believe you this went is there. good news for you both. Went there. This is good news for both men and the cola industry. You know, this is from uh, which listener sent this in? I think it's the guy that sent us the picture of him with a gun. That's what. I, yeah, that's what I thought. Too. That's what I thought too. <laughs> That's did exactly, we ever talk about that? Uh, yeah, I we think did. we did. Yep. Yep. Um, this would be Chaz Moreno. Oh, Chaz. We are afraid is going to murder us. Chaz, Chaz <laughs> is going to kill us. I believe he sent, we, uh, he sent a picture of a, him holding a gun and said it was a dick pic. No. And, uh, I'm not meant to tell you this, but this is actually why I've been sent back. From no, I know. Oh, okay. I know. <laughs> so microbiome hacking is a thing. Uh, you know, one so of the, what does that mean? Well, I'll tell you, Will. Okay. One of the irritating things about Silicon Valley startups is their frequent insistence that they're going to save the world, which made talking to Gilad Gome, whose latest venture involves hacking your guts, pretty refreshing. Uh, There's a company that said it wants to hack your microorganisms to help the microflora fight HIV. That's amazing, but that's a crazy claim, isn't it? He said. Uh, This is, of course, the the head of Gilad Gome. Um, But what if they just said they wanted to hack your biome to make your vagina smell better? You'd have less regulatory hurdles because you're not saying you're going to cure AIDS. Define better. You're, you're saying it might better your vagina. Oh, I know this come is weird. Come on, Matt. <laughs> um, come on, Matt. Like, 
Come on. Like freshly smoked bread. Like, you know, like bread, like, cut grass. I get, I get what you're trying to say by asking that, bread. but come on. No, but... <laughs> well, no, let's talk like, about it for a second, because because uh, I feel I feel that no matter what, some listeners are cringing, some are laughing. Um, well, I mean, the listeners who are cringing already tuned out after the whole Jodie Foster fiasco two weeks ago. <laughs> I don't think that was a fiasco. <laughs> no, it was that was great. very was funny. funny. It, but you did say that someone took it the wrong way and was like... Uh, just can we even talk about this if we keep the no no well no someone in person someone didn't take it the wrong way they they threw me under the bus for uh they misrepresented it they misrepresented the joke yeah um uh but that that wasn't even related to commentary by listeners or anything um so uh gome is this guy he's the founder of blood diagnosis startup miraculous and now of new microbiome project personalized probiotics i told him that anyone claiming to better my vagina this is the journalist writing was crazy in a different way but then this is the nascent world of microbiome hacking gome explained that literally there are 10 times more microbial cells in our body than human cells the microbiota is the sum of all the microorganisms that live symbiotically in on and with you and pretty much are you when he says microbiome, he's referring to the sum of their genetic material, like the human genome, but of all the bacteria that makes up most of what you refer to as yourself. And he says, right now, there's a microbiome in our gut, our genital areas. There's a microbiome in your skin, your mouth, your nose, your limbic system. You're outnumbered in cells, and you're outnumbered in genes. They carry 10 million genes. We carry 23,000. They have more data than us. They're more adaptable to change, and they're our first line of defense. When we eat something, when we have an infection, they're the first thing to react. So with the rise of next-generation genetic sequencing, the cost of cooking up the ideal probiotic blend for your gut, skin, or genitals is plummeting. So they're doing it for a lot cheaper now. I've just realized, by the way, this article is on vice.com, which might slightly... <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. What do you mean? It says here, motherboard. It's our second motherboard.vice. It's our second vice article, I believe. Oh. Oh, jeez. It doesn't mean that it's inaccurate. So, like, Vice does have real journalism. Yeah. It's just yeah, of yeah. a certain tone. Well, there's a West Coast startup called Cambrian Genomics, and it's a DNA manufacturer that has simplified the process of altering DNA so much it calls it DNA laser printing. Um, they've partnered with GOM, which predicts that Cambrian is going to make DNA sequencing 100 times faster. The laser shoots the DNA that we want in the right time and in the right place and lets us choose what we want to work on. We've got this sequence. We know exactly how to put what we want where we want it. I think uh, perhaps they just apply the vaginal thing for okay, to so make it vicey. Yeah, and also yeah. here's what I would say is like surely if you're going to work on like something like this, do you not start with farts? Because farts are across that, like that is in this article. That's, by the way, yeah. that is in this article. Because it does that's talk about if you could stink. actually just say like you know like farts suddenly smell good, that would make the world just a nicer place overnight yeah, right? said, yeah you can uh, if a woman wants to she can hack into her microbiome and make her vagina smell like roses and taste like diet cola if she so desires that would be weird why, why, but why also would you take, make it taste weird. like diet, why diet? cola why diet like, that's not the taste of diet cola that people like they like that it's diet yeah but if it's just tasting like just diet cola co- well, and also what I are we tasting like, it's not, you're not like actually putting on weight like yeah, oh my yeah. god but you put on weight yeah I've been eating a lot of I could I could no I could go for I could go for a diet cola rim job because it's a Aspartame. Oh, hey, hey, folks. Guys. Folks. Guys. Can't believe this is what we're doing. Yes. Happy Halloween, everybody. Lagunitas. <laughs> is that the pun police overhead that we hear in the helicopter, <laughs> by the way? No. Um, yeah, he says, we think on an airplane you're breathing 90% farts, right? Uh, yeah. So it'd be good if they were good smelling. Yeah. This is the professor said this. Right. Yeah. 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 
Um, they do say that that smell is the worst because they do that to haze new people who work at the airport. A friend of mine's a flight attendant and they say because the worst smell apparently is that moment where they open the door after a long-haul flight because essentially you've just been breathing recirculated air and everybody, when you're on the plane, you don't smell it as much because you're all there part of it. But everyone's oh, perspiring, they're farting, they're burping, they're whatever. So, so it's just musty. It's just a musty. It's 12 hours worse of... And worse and worse. And when they open the door, apparently it can knock you off your feet. So they send down like, really? yeah, new flight attendants and stuff to open the door because, <laughs> like it's a hazing sort of ritual. Because <laughs> apparently we're all... So this, I'm into this. this is yeah, really, like, it's not a bad so thing. So presumably I mean, they now know to like... Re- but there are medical reasons. I mean, th- th- that's we just a salacious go. thing to make, it, make the article interesting. But you yes. know, there are benefits to uh, digestive systems, urinary tracts, and just general health. Well, it's turning these these microbes into their own probiotics right now there's there are tons of probiotics you can take of course but they said like uh they even say in here to completely eliminate poop smell and really change it to roses that would be way too destructive to the gut Uh. um you know i mean there there are so many years out of that so right now just just right now you can have like a slightly rose smelling poop Right. That's, yeah. So but, but, do I mean, what I do. Is, pour a Diet Coke on there. Right. You know what I mean? If you want yeah, that. Yeah, Jesus. Just beforehand. Be an this, adult. This whole like. area, though, is, is uh, I feel like it's a big thing right now because, like, we were, we've talked about this on the podcast in the past, the, the fecal transplants that yes. uh, sound yeah. like quackery but might be legitimate things yeah. just because everyone's gut flora is is different and, and does mm-hmm. contribute to how your body breaks down food. I've got and fauna general. right now. <laughs> really? This is weird. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, some lambs in there. No, <laughs> uh, huge bummer. I'm just picturing like only mythical creatures now when you say fauna, even though it's a real. Th- like, I'm picturing a fawn, like uh, absolutely, a like, man the pipe. like it's yeah. like a- yeah, yeah. You know what's weird is it's always like an urban legend. So you're like you never met anyone that really did it. Like uh. my my mom has absolutely pulled gerbils out of people. Right. No, she hasn't. Yeah. Yes, she has. Legit. Yeah. Do you think they just did it because they heard the urban legend and then were curious what would happen? We should remind no. our listeners that Jesse's mom is a doctor. Yes. Yes. <laughs> She's a magician. She works Vegas every weekend. It's like yeah. a really good show. It's She's like- a great magician. Yeah. Um. No, I mean people. That's a people do stuff with animals. It's How ridiculous. do they even get them? The hamster tube. Okay, you just put one under the hamster tube in there, and, the, and the you shove up the hamster light tube a, lighter at the other end or something to scare. I don't know. Them. I mean, just what comes to first. I don't know. First you can, get it, you can get it in past your sphincter. Okay, Jeez. I think just gravity. If anything, Jeez. you know. But um, yeah, that's that's you know, it's an outlier of the working in the working in an intensive care unit. It's an outlier. I mean, most of it's. Um, you know, auto accidents and stabs and gunshot wounds, right. but sometimes you get lucky. Sometimes you get a get a gerbil. Yeah. So yeah, you know, so maybe you could get in there and make it taste like hamster food. I don't know. I don't know what's happening, guys. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Do we have time for one more? What are we doing? What are we doing? Uh, we're at an hour and a half. It's up to you. Well, you know, guys, I think uh, if you're going to be eating all that Diet Coke poon, you're going to want to have healthy gums. Sure you are. Healthy gums? You're going to want healthy gums. As healthy as a Roman? Why do you say that? It sounds like they lived way back then. It sounds going to be awful. The gums would have been terrible. Terrible, terrible. What are you you talking about, buddy? It's actually a bit of a surprise. A little little bit of a surprise there. A little bit of a juicy case there. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Uh, buddy. But people living in Roman Britain had healthier gums than their modern day descendants. Uh, Yeah. According to this. That's what happened in Rome. That's when they said What happens in Rome They meant flossing (laughs) Flossing Very big flossing When in Rome When in Rome No sugary drinks Near bedtime That's right (laughs) Just After every meal Just have some gum So this team This is archaeological dentistry A team at King's College London And the Natural History Museum Found that only 5% of adults Had gum disease In the Roman And certainly Pre-toothbrush era Mm -hmm. 
Um, it blames modern-day smoking and type 2 diabetes for a figure of nearly one in three today. I'm big on modern-day smoking. I'll only listen to house music. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, it, I mean... Let's not get carried away. Right. Roman teeth weren't good. No. Not good. Uh, they We're talking had gums here, though. Infections, abscesses, and tooth decay. However, gums good. The research group analyzed 303 skulls from a burial ground in Poundbury in Dorset. The skeletons, mostly people who died in their 40s, dated from between AD 200 and AD 400. Now, I mean, I'm sure this is a stupid thing to ask, and I'm sure that there are a myriad of ways that you... But how do you... How do you work out what someone's gums were like? Well, let's based see. Based on... Good question. It says gum disease starts with inflammation and a bit of bleeding, but it can become more severe and damage the bone and supporting tissue deep inside the gum. Yeah, you don't want to be there. It means right. that there is a trace of severe gum disease left in the skeletal teeth and jaws long after the fleshy gums have rotted away. Right. New thing. I've, I haven't heard uh, skeletal before. Mm-hmm. Uh, skeletal? Ske- yeah, is it, you said skeletal, right? That's mm-hmm. the British way? I believe so, nice. or I'm just going to claim it is until a British... No, person writes in a crisis. Well, I, that's Australian as well? Well, well yes, yeah, skeletal. Uh, Professor Francis... That's <laughs> skeletal. You mean retarded? Yeah, it's retarded. <laughs> Either way, let's not use that word. Okay. So, <laughs> Professor... <laughs> it's, a real, it's a real word? It's a real thing? <laughs> Professor Francis Hughes from the Dental Institute at King's College London oh, yeah. told the BBC the amount of severe gum disease around today is around one-third of the population. But to much of our surprise... Uh, much third? to our surprise... These people didn't have a lot of gum disease, but they did have a lot of other dental problems. He said the findings published in the British Dental Journal were evidence that gum disease was about far more than just brushing twice a day. Smoking is thought to increase the risk of gum disease fivefold. Type 2 diabetes also increases the risk. Now, Jesus. Maybe brushing itself is irritating the gums. This is like the new uh, seatbelt being thrown free. Yeah, Yeah. and your head just starts to wash itself after a certain amount of time. No, we're doing the Roman teeth thing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, take off your shoes. We're Japanese thing. Just... Your mouth is so Roman. <laughs> says uh, Thea Mollison from the Natural History Museum says the study shows a major deterioration in oral health between Roman times and modern England oh, yeah. by underlining the probable role of smoking, especially in determining the susceptibility to progressive periodontitis, periodontitis rather, in modern populations. There is a real sign that the disease can be avoided. It does actually seem like somebody who's like just trying to perpetuate the myth that British have bad teeth. Yeah. <laughs> like, I now I thought that teeth were a lot better before processed sugars. Am I making that up? I thought there were less cavities. That in might be. Well, the Romans had a diet of abrasive grains and cereals that showed oh, yeah. wear and tear. Sounds delicious, by uh, the way. And they had a lot of infections, <laughs> which must have been a source of chronic pain. <laughs> So Roman what are we having good. for dinner on Friday? <laughs> we have some abrasive grains yeah. and cereals. As you're chewing up, mm, so abrasive. Did you do something different tonight? Oh my God, this abrasive movement. I'm loving it. Mm. Um, you know what? So I feel like my gums. The, these grains and cereals are a little more threatening. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Are you doing something different with these grains and cereals? <laughs> my gums feel delightful, though. They feel so good. Uh, yeah, uh, so they think... More people should keep brushing their teeth, but the study shows oral health is more complex, and smoking, diabetes, and possibly diet make a r- major contribution. Mm. Yeah, so don't so cool down your pasta. Don't yeah. quit yeah. smoking. No, no diet coke cunnilingus yet. No. Right. Jesus. Oh, also, gingivai or gingivai, gingivai on gingivai is Latin for gums. Apparently, it's a little glossary oh, of Latin right. dental terms. Yeah. Dens or dentist is tooth. Swollen gums. Yep. Sure. Uh, tooth is dens. Uh, 
Professor Ian Jim Needleman Genius. is the most British oh, name I've ever fucking heard. Ian Needleman? He's Ian that Needleman. And he's like, and is he the gum guy? He's the yep. British gum guy. Yeah, so he, I mean, he's a, he, he'd be putting some needles in as well. So he's yeah. a, I like it. This has been a good episode for names. <laughs> <laughs> Great name, heavy episode. Genuineness is a molar or wisdom tooth. Caverna is a cavity. Uh-huh. Uh, dentrificium is tooth powder, which is an early form of toothpaste. Ooh. And mm. anhelitus is bad breath. Mm. Always learning. And nominative determinism, by the way, is the word for when someone's name suggests what they do for a living. Right. And the suggestion that there might be some cause in there, which Did is bullshit. Did you know that? Yeah. What is it called? I think it's nominative determinism, and I just, I'm, that's from my memory, and I've just run out of battery power, so you have to right, check. Right. It's like, <laughs> we're saying, yeah. You mean like Miller or yeah. something like that? Guy's name's Baker or whatever, and he becomes a baker. Yeah. Because that's what his name was. Uh, yeah, my, my computer's out uh, of battery, my, so you have to my, my mother... Um, you know, obviously she has my father's what? Not obviously, but she has my father's last name now, and then her, you know, her maiden name. But my great great grandmother um, was Snuff Film. Was her last oh, name? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. She was the first. It was right at the advent of cameras. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is a this is a term that uh, dates back a long time. <laughs> it's nice that they commemorated it. Nominative determinism uh, was a commonly held notion in the ancient world, and. Um, the various social psychologists. What is happening in our neighborhood? Well, right some now? crime obviously crimes. went down close some by. Crimes. There's a. There's uh, a the, uh, so unfortunately, circling. there was a family called the Murderers. Oh, okay, that's oh, great. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> oh, that's a great example. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I, you example. know, I should have realized they weren't the best people to live across the street from. It seemed very suspect at the time. Yeah. All right, we're gonna go check on the murders that are happening. In the meantime, yeah. um, Will, do you have any time traveler? Will, yeah. Where, where How much can, can you be in this time? Where, yeah, where while I'm here, where will our listeners can have heard about you? Uh, they can uh, see when you're not andering. They can see me in uh, Oklahoma and uh, Dallas in a couple of weeks. Nice. I'll be at Hyenas, I think, in, in Dallas, and then I'm in Denver and Philly, and uh, so I've got some Australian shows, uh, Sydney Opera House, and a couple other places. So if you're in Australia, uh, check local guides. But um, I'm I pretty sure nearly all of our Australian listeners are because of you appearing on the show right, the first time right. or me appearing on your show. So, well, I have a podcast. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Called uh, TOFOP, T-O-F-O-P. Um, it's called heaps of other things, but I don't need to explain that to people. Just, you can find it. I found it interesting to finally know what the difference between TOFOP and FOFOP was. It was confusing to me. Well, it's confusing to everybody. Like, I would not have called the podcast TOFOP in the first place if I thought podcasting was going to be a thing. Like, I've had to explain it so many times and then to, like, change the name of the thing. So now I'm explaining on already confusing name and a name change and that, then to, that like involves an acronym related to the spelling of a number that was cut in half because one of the people isn't yeah it's a very involved right, I wonder if like the first book had a title like that yeah, like this isn't going to take off right, <laughs> a yeah. Thing. yeah this is book this thing. is probably the only one that's ever yeah no one's going to get into this right <laughs> <laughs> well do you have a do you have a website People uh, can find all that. No, that's, that was what that was excellent. WillAnderson.com.au excellent is the place you will find my Will Anderson related go, things. Yeah. yeah, if you're in any of those places, uh, some of our, a fair number of our American listeners might not have uh, heard of Will before. I highly recommend checking his stuff out and going and seeing him on tour if he's if you happen to live somewhere within driving or yes. traveling distance of where he's going to be performing. It is a campus right. live show. Or tell your uh, local comedy club. That yeah. you would like me to come to where you are, because that actually, weirdly enough, it works. The, yeah, it does. the amount of times I've gone to places and they're like, you know, we just had a bunch of people calling and saying, "Hey, can we get him in?" So you know, I briefly worked at Helium in Portland, and people do that and they listen. Yeah, so did you have to answer the, the phones in a high voice? Uh, 
Oh, because of the uh, no. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. I just got no-anded. I'm sorry. Jesus. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. I'm so- I did have to answer the phones. I had to call people who had bought tickets. I worked there the the week that uh, Greg Giraldo died. I had to call people and no tell them, shit. I'm sorry, we have to refund your tickets. No, because- it's, I, no it's weird. I used Was to work at- a dick uh, about it? Of course not. No, no, no. But it was like, what an awful, like, I'm, I'm having to, like, break news to people who love this right. guy. Yeah. That was, I'm like, I don't need to work on this side of the business ever again. Wow. No, I worked, I used to, I, no, I know you were just joking. I used to work at Helium, too, but it was like doing, doing comedy. So. Oh, mother. Oh, uh, <laughs> there we go. oh, is that how it's going to be? Yeah. We're going to end it on that <laughs> note? Okay. We're going to tie our wrists together and do, like, one of those, uh, oh, yeah. style That's knife That's coming fights. back. Well, I'll, I'll right? give you, I'll give you an insight into the world of comedy and, like, you know, having to, like, sell comedy. I, in New York, people will know about this. There's, like, the guys who have to hawk for the show, like, oh, yeah. oh to get time at the end of the night. Yeah, to get time at the end of the night. So they're out Barkers. in Times Square and they're trying to, like, yeah, bark, yeah, barking at people, right? So, um, uh, Dave Hughes is an Australian comedian mm-hmm. uh, had a guy like he's going by they noticed he was Australian they're like you know you should come down tonight like uh, yeah, a big Australian comedian Dave Hughes is on and Dave's like well I'm pretty sure that's actually not right because I'm Dave Hughes but, right, <laughs> but I thought well that's a good way to approach it like I thought next time I see one of these guys and they try to stop me I just go look I'm a comedian like and yeah you understand I'll yeah, yeah. Fine, right so the guy's like do you want to see some comedy do you want to see some comedy and I'm going through quickly and I say oh, oh man like I'm actually a comedian like, and he goes oh do you want to buy some coke or some weed <laughs> <laughs> Literally the next yeah, sentence. That's awesome. <laughs> was his uh, stuff any good? Ladies <laughs> <laughs> Joe, that was Will Anderson. Do check out his podcast. Do check out his shows. Uh, this has been Probably Science. As we say, um, please do, if you're able to, donate. That really helps us out. And also tell your friends and subscribe. And any questions, comments, clarifications, or you just want to say hello to us, you can email us probablyscience at gmail.com. Or you can tweet us at Probably Science. Uh, on behalf of uh, me, Andy, and Jesse, we'll mm-hmm. see you next week. Thank you very much, guys. Bye. Bye.